0: The,
1: like, are we no,
0: have this to, is like- this is not a Paul story. This is just okay. a story of some random events that happened in my life. So today, um, I was in my office. I was on my computer. Uh, I guess there are some electric, like there were some uh, the electrical poles. I live in a townhome community. I guess they were working on those. So there were guys outside working. Tuesday is trash day for us. So my trash can it usually sits out. It, um, on my patio, but I had to take it outside of out the fence so they could dump the trash. So look got the window and one of the guys who was working on the electrical poles, I see him walk up to my trash can with all these cardboard boxes. So I open up the window I was like, hey, my man, what you doing? And he was like, I'm cleaning out my truck. Can I use your trash can? And I was like, no, you can't use my trash can to clean out your truck. And I was like, that stuff can go in the back of your truck, right? He was like, well, yeah, I just got it off the back of my truck. I was like, yeah, you can't use my trash can. What is this? you You just can't use a stranger's trash can that's sacred
1: wait a minute hold on isn't it illegal to use other people's trash
0: i didn't know that i know it's illegal to open someone's mail i don't know if it's illegal to use someone's
1: trash so okay so then my question would be why are you in a position where you have to research searching other people's mail but not throwing stuff away in other people's trash cans like it feels like you would definitely throw something away in someone else's trash can before you have the thought of oh i should read their mail
0: I don't know. I just know. I looked out the window and dude was walking to my trash can with like 15 cardboard boxes. And like he was just going to throw them in there like nothing had happened. And he's going to walk away if I hadn't have seen him.
1: Yeah. Cause he said, he said, yeah, they, they recycle for you, they don't recycle on his side of the street.
0: I don't pay for a second. I have to drive up the street to a recycling center. I don't pay for someone to come pick up. So then my next
1: question is: Was this a brother or a? It it was.
0: It was a brother. That's why I hit him with my man. Because yeah, I
1: was like, "Dog, what you doing?" Oh wait, let me get this straight. So the black man comes by trying to help, you know, get some stuff to the garbage, and you turn him away.
0: Hell yeah!
1: This is the this is the third week that we got him, Kyle. This is the third week in a row that we've got him on some anti-black shit. We got him.
2: We got you can't fool that. That out
1: our
0: trash can is very small because there are only two it's only my wife and i and it fills up quickly especially on the weekends like sunday when i'm cooking when we're cleaning the house like that trash can fills up quickly like i don't have time to be maneuvering around cardboard boxes because jim can't wait to get back to the shop to put the cardboard boxes where they belong because i know he drives his truck to his shop where he gets his work i mean his personal vehicle to go home so why can't you unload the boxes at the shop why you got to use my trash can
1: because you're already doing it so it's like killing two birds with one stone maybe he nope. was trying to make a friend to you maybe he was using that as a way to yo he didn't, why... he didn't even know i exist okay my next question for you is when did you realize you hate black people
0: uh i don't
1: now 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 we're getting it, crazy it was kanye it, it, was, it was kanye talking about hurricane katrina right you you saw it crazy yo yo, can we bring back like can we bring back like og original award shows like live award shows where it's like you would well i know the writers are the writers are 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 on strike right now so it might be a little while but yo do you remember do you remember your reaction when you just watching tv and kanye goes george bush does not like black people
0: I do, and I remember Chris Tucker. I remember like Michael Chris Myers. No to say it. It was, yeah, Chris uh, cut. They they uh, cut to Chris uh, Tucker, and he was like, What you want me to say?
2: <laughs> I, I like the Michael Myers just like because he's standing next to Connie when he does it, just like, yep. Yeah, like what does he like, what, what can he say? <laughs> he's just Michael Myers say had the perfect guy.
0: Michael Myers gets no blame in this. He he had the perfect reaction because I would have had I'm the Michael, same reaction. I'm
1: Michael Myers, see, Michael Myers, listen. The world wouldn't have seen this vision, but I would have saw it. See, what you should have did, Michael Myers, is you should have gotten your Austin Powers back. Just looked at him and just said, oh, God, we're well, groovy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, OK, this is somewhat sports related. So speaking of Austin Powers, uh, Kyle, I recently uh, watched uh, the full Netflix series Quarterback. And when they were no, not Quarterback, I was watching Hard Knocks. That's what I was watching. I've been catching up on Hard Knocks. And obviously, I was very interested in our guy, Aaron Rodgers, who, by the way, this show, if anything, the number one thing Hard Knocks has done has reminded me how much I love Aaron Rodgers. I had a little animosity that he left or he got traded. But watching Hard Knocks reminds me how much I love the guy. Anyway, they start talking about Nate Hackett. And if you guys haven't watched, Nate Hackett has this love for Austin Powers Gold member. Like random like you know you ever find which brings me to this do you guys know how or know of those movies where you're just like oh this is a cool movie but then you meet someone who like finds that movie to be like the shit and they like know everything about this movie that is what i that was the feelings i had when i was listening to hack talk about gold member because i was like damn gold member was a cool movie but do i need to go back because he knew everything he everything all the facts do you know why he likes gold member Beyonce.
0: That's uh, the only appealing thing about gold is Beyonce. Okay,
2: I do find Michael Meyer funny. Though. So
1: Michael he is Myers, funny, like Austin the, Powers the, is
2: the, my name. The, making me mess up that name so much.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's def- We're not definitely not talking about you, Mister Las Vegas Raider. We are definitely talking about the OG Michael Meyer or Shrek, because he did. Yeah. He was the OG in, in Shrek too. Which, by the way, I will put. The Shrek, the first three Shrek movies, up against any other children's trilogy outside of Toy Story, and it can give them a run for its money. Okay, Toy to say, Story is the number yeah. one. Like, Toy story I don't, the first one I, I don't know if anything bit. beats Toy Story in terms. I of love The Lion movie.
2: King, but like any of the sequels weren't that good. So, it a See, the Lion it King was
1: spearheaded up? by the OG. Now, if we go like OG OG movie, that's a whole different argument. I'm talking about like trilogy, so you got to have mm. to have like some yeah. equity in the storyline. Like,
2: yeah. No, well, that's fair. Strap yeah, it was. It was really. Yeah, they were able to. You know, yeah, I got nothing. Because sometimes a movie is just designed to just be one movie. It's so successful that they okay, they force feed us a second and third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they could, that they, doesn't always work all... well. Most of the time, it yeah. doesn't. Sometimes they they can recapture it a second time.
1: Yep. But uh, and the Shrek is Toy, probably an example yeah. Of that. Toy Story just had that good consistent storyline. So along with Shrek, which now now I'm gonna get on my wild take. Here we go. Put Shrek, any Trilogy out here, I'm telling you right now, we can do a Trilogy versus Trilogy Royal Rumble. Shrek is finishing top three at least.
0: Yes, it is finishing top three. Oh, Kung Fu Panda. I've never seen all three Kung Fu Pandas. No.
1: Kung Fu Panda 2 won all that. Three was good. One was obviously the OG. Two, I think, is where they fell off. But that's just me, Akili. That's just me. I'm I'm serious, and I'm not just talking about children's movies. I'm talking about across all genres. Yeah. Shrek Whoa. will finish top three. That's I, I don't think I'd go that far, but I can respect I don't,
0: the take. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far.
1: But name
2: me some. Name me some trilogies. I mean, well, I ain't the, got the nice. fir- Go ahead, Dan, Dan.
1: No, I was like, I ain't got none off the top In of my Marvel head. Me... Movies, like superhero movies, don't count unless it's like the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, that's so yeah. I do, mean, like, I, I had to do three... like MCU sort of storyline. You could well. I
2: I really have four that come to mind, and Dark Knight trilogy was one of them. Uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, my absolute okay. favorite movie trilogy of all time. That that would win the, the Royal Rumble in my mind. Uh, the original Star Wars trilogy, and okay. that's two. another movie where it was just a you know, it was supposed to be one, and then they it was so successful that they made a two and a three, and now a four recently. with the Matrix trilogy,
0: mm, and I would like to throw in the revamped Planet of the Apes movies. Those that's are great. True, yes. No,
2: absolutely. Okay, actually, the more I
1: Those think about it, I'm I'm going to adjust my argument because I just thought of, I just thought of three movies in my head that I would put better, above Shrek. So I'm going to say Shrek finishes top five. But here's here's seven. my list. No, top five, top five, seven. But li- li- listen,
0: okay, go ahead. My bad.
1: The dark the the Dark Knight trilogy. Correct. You got um. Fuck, I just had it in my head. Uh, Rush Hour. Yes. Hood you classic. Got, bad boys yep don't forget friday friday oh shit this might be seven because harry potter harry potter Potter and star wars my next one and then okay i'll put i'll put shrek top seven trilogies all time you forgot i'm gonna walk it back from three three to seven but i'm gonna tell you after that despicable me no stop bam don't listen Listen, don't. The minions put are quite
2: hilarious, to be fair.
1: Nah, nah, yeah. you can't put Despicable Me up there with Shrek. We're talking about Shrek.
2: Donkey's pretty funny throughout, too. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I would yeah. throw in Die Hard. Die Hard is a trilogy for me. Well, now they're four, but there were three at once upon a see, time. But see, the
1: thing, but the thing about this list, though, Matrix, so you're fine. The thing about this yeah. list, okay. though, it's 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 quality. Every movie was quality. Some mm-hmm. of the ones that y'all start bringing up, they might have a movie that was eh. And then they came back on the third one. I'm talking like the trilogies I'd have named, everyone smoked them. Even though I I know a lot of people feel a type of way about the Dark Knight Rises, I really liked it. Took a little bit for it. I I really liked it. Now, what I didn't like, my only beef with the Dark Knight Rises Batman in no world should ever get his ass whooped the way he got his ass whooped in that cave. And Bane supposedly just breaking his back and leaving him there. Come on, dog. No,
0: Bane picks him up and takes him to the prison.
1: I mean, that's what I meant. Bane taking him to the prison. Like, come on, dog.
0: Yeah, for me, it was it was Bruce. It was Batman's Ooh. rehab in the prison. It's like, oh, dog, all you needed was some bed sheets and like a rope, yeah, and all of a sudden him. your back is stronger than ever. That that's was the, the greatest
2: doctor ever. Was also imprisoned here. Too. Yeah, like, yeah like, Dr. Doctor Strange or just the, happened. The to me again in Againity trilogy. This
1: dude gets his back completely broken. Like you just hear it. And this guy just magically and and let's talk about the timeline. Listen, let's talk about the let's talk about the timeline. This probably took what a couple weeks, maybe a month. Like, at, at like most? there's
0: no way you heal from a broken back in because that bomb had what eight months. It wasn't it wasn't even a year. It wasn't a year. Like it was it was winter when he broke his back. It might have been a year because then it was winter again because it was mm-hmm. snowing. Like there were there were flurries. So it might have been a whole year. It still takes longer than. 365 days to heal from a broken back yeah. to the point. You can start fighting cats in the street.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Batman. Listen, Batman's the greatest superhero of all time, but we can we can talk He's about He's not that a area. superhero. Stop. Neither He's is not. Iron Man then. Okay, they just rich dudes. That's fine. I'm I'm down with that. They just rich. Yo, yo see, you're about to trigger me. Stop playing with Batman. They, they like just that. rich Batman is the GOAT. Batman. Uh, yo, yo I don't Flash. want to hear that Superman shit because Superman is what some people will call. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An sora, alien or a bitch.
0: <laughs> How you be? Hold on. Hey, hold on. So no 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 no. If if Superman were in Gotham, there would be no crime. Batman consistently gets oh, his please. ass kicked by mediocre villains. You can't say that because that Metropolis, Superman Metropolis could take care of senior. Metropolis is being attacked by supernatural beings. Oh, Batman man, is dealing it. with a dude oh, in a purple suit. And a but guy not who's not three not foot not tall not and none but, three foot wide.
1: ain't nothing but Salt Lake City in the air with an alien. Dog, Come no, on. man. If
0: Two Faces run around Metropolis, that'd be a one episode thing. Gotham City's like the real New
1: York City. Like no, Gotham City is the real New York City. No, Batman be dealing with some real fucked up people. Some real Superman just be dealing with crazy aliens who want to just take over world domination. But that's different. Like like Clark Clark can the, fly in the, the sky, sky like real, pinpoint where everyone
0: is, is at, and take them to jail. Some
1: of these Batman villains, you can see a motherfucker nah. like Joker. We we at, matter of fact, what was my man name? Wayne Gacy? The Joker dog
0: come on superman will fold them up and i know there's a oh. there's a movie on match but
1: but, but see that's the problem batman up. know how to beat everybody villain or superhero that's why he don't kill him he he finds pleasure in beating the hell out of people and letting them come back and try it again that's how he nope. gets smarter nope you notice that he gets nope. smarter with the Yo, you bug it you bug it. nope he's batman just and spider-man one two. Easy. Spider-
0: now with Spider Man as a superhero, because you know what he can do things that humans can't. Do. a superhero. Bruce too. Wayne
1: is just rich.
0: Bruce and Wayne is easy
1: right? version of Tony Stark, and they're both he superheroes. Just, no, you no, was no. Like, no, don't act like you wasn't in the movie theater crying after the I Am Iron Man snap. You was in there crying. You ain't I crying cry. over Bruce Wayne, man. And if you are, we gotta have the whole, we gotta shut this whole bitch down and have a whole conversation about it. Stop it. What are we doing? I
2: mean, maybe Batman's superpower is the is the super healing of his spine. Maybe that puts everything all together and like, What, are we, happy like, what
1: are we, you was in the, you you was in you was in the movie theater crying when tony stark robert dotney jr died now if you're gonna yes. sit and tell me that was tony stark tony stark ain't a superhero next thing you're gonna be telling me is that queen daenerys is a superhero
0: who is queen daenerys
1: yeah exactly you ain't even uh, on your game of thrones Stone of games.
0: oh i see i watched game of thrones and they start having sex with their cousins and i turned it off because that is not for me That is my like they were having sex with their cousins, and I was like,
1: Oh, this is not me. That was his sister. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) (laughs) bad. That was his sister. Uh, (laughs) second off, it was an integral part of the storyline that you just had to get through because once you got through it, you understood it. Tell me, I'm wrong, Kyle. No, oh, like I'm not the
2: Game of Thrones guy to ask. I just, find like this you, whole I just thing know why they're doing that it. This whole like, entire conversation started just because I mentioned Michael Myers. I'm so I'm so sorry because I, I feel There's like this episode there, would really, take a long time because we'd go through tangents and stuff. We haven't even got to the first topic yet. We haven't even got to the introductions yet. Yeah, so this I, is I, I think no, you're, the, you're the right.
1: folks are in for an amazing show tonight. All that's all for sure. All I'm saying is that little bit of incest was a small portion of the show. That that little bit
0: of incest. Listen to yourself, man.
1: It's, Listen it's, to
0: yourself. If you you're think talking about, about a, me crying over a rich white man, you are here talking this about this is banging but, someone's sister. That's
1: crazy. Contextually, at crazy. The time, That was contextually at the crazy. time, crazy. That was not. That was more normal than you think it was because the people, crazy. A lot of the people, contextually at that time, it was more accepted. Hey dog, I can't come, come out to play. Lines, I got to bang my sister
0: tonight. Excuse me? me.
1: Welcome to speak on an episode <laughs> one hundred and fourteen. <laughs> Welcome to Speak On It, episode 114. I am the bro with the fro, and you know when we speak on it, it is time to go Los D-Mix. As always, joined by the smoothest bald head on the East Coast, Danny Ocean. How you doing, my brother, outside of hating on Game of Thrones?
0: Listen, I'm doing great. It was a great day, and I'm not hating on Game of Thrones. I'm just saying for me, like once I learned that they were brother and sister, and they were sleeping together willingly, I pulled the plug. That's it. Like That just wasn't for me.
1: Okay, first of all, I want to acknowledge Bam is right. So it was, it, I, when I say normal, I... Uh, <sighs> Thank you,
0: Bam. Thank you, Bam. It wasn't so yes, normal. That's why they was, hit it. It wasn't
1: necessarily normal because they they were afraid of being yeah, looked ta- at Walk
0: story. it back. Walk it back. Walk they this were incest being back.
1: They looked at a certain way. But I'm talking about during the time period in which this is historically said, and this is a little bit more common than people would think.
2: Historically okay. set in a fictional universe, which to hello, be fair, they, can make, they can make whatever rules they want. Thank the universe, you, Kyle. Right? So, 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 yeah. so, so, and well, actually, I'm gonna say to D's point in this fictional universe, that might be nope.
0: It. You are, you already, you got him. We got him,
1: ladies you and gentlemen. Him. I want to, we want to welcome a very special guest, a, a almost like a third member of the show, Kyle. Welcome back, my brother. Welcome,
2: Danny. Back. D, thanks for having me on. Uh, I love. Watching, listening to speak on it every week, and uh, loving interacting with you guys. So to be able to do it on camera, on screen is great. I'm part of the Going for Two Live family, so uh, people well, can uh, catch me on uh, Monday nights. We do a pregame show. Gladys, Dan, the B League says, myself. Uh, sometimes Doc will join us as well, Dr. James Freddy. And yeah, so mm-hmm. Monday pregame show will be great. We'll get the plugs out of the way, and we can get to speaking on it.
1: Yep, absolutely. And as always, y'all make sure y'all go check out Kyle. The content is always great. Danny, let them know we're Speak On It here every Tuesday at 7.30. It's,
0: it's not by people who believe in incest. It's by goingfor2.com Season is here. We are a week out from Thursday. Drafts are happening uh, over the next two weeks. They have happened already. Uh, we have some drafts coming up. Kyle is making the money sign. Someone watched the Johnny Manziel documentary. Um, we're going to... See, i was thinking
2: of uh, michael sam sacking him to be honest but, yeah okay <laughs> i haven't watched the, the manzel documentary I, I i do like to think of manzel in the cfl uh, that was fun for my team especially but yeah you should watch it it's interesting it's he was a
0: wild man fake, um, it, till make it. fake it till you make it um <laughs> again going we are here wave or wire whatever you need to win your fantasy league to be more like me because i am the reigning defending champion in our dynasty league so i only have a couple really? more weeks to talk my shit and i and i plan to do so because it's going to be a rough season over at Ronald Asley's tax returns
1: kyle you you ever heard um this one rapper whose name was notorious big some called him biggie mm-hmm. he once had he once had this this bar what'd he, he went, say your reign at the top was short like leprechauns Get out no, of here, get a team. We is not, know. we is not
0: afraid. You know what else, notorious? Nobody is afraid. He says, you... "Don't sleep with your sister or your brother."
1: Which song is that? First off, first that's off, from don't the put grave. That on my he tried to put that on my jacket. Like I did it. I do. We talking about Game of Thrones? <laughs> don't put that on my jacket.
0: Hey, you support it? You support Game of Thrones? So I can make that link.
1: Listen, we're gonna talk about fantasy a little bit later, but. We're going to start off in the NFL. Let's do it. As we continue, as we look ahead to the season uh, in a few weeks, we continue our uh, weekly divisional coverage. Um, Last week, we did the NFC South and the AFC North, I believe. And this week, we are finishing it off, ladies and gentlemen, with the NFC North, a division that Kyle and myself pay a lot of attention to uh throughout the year so uh we're gonna go through some records division winners storylines you guys know breakout players so on and so forth ladies and gentlemen when we talk about the nfc north the only division that regionally makes sense in the nfl yes. by the way um when we talk about the nfc north you know who we talking about we talking about the chicago bears we're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. We're talking about those Detroit Lions. And then, of course, we're talking about the real kings of the North, undisputed kings okay. of the North. You other teams, y'all just taking up space when really the Packers from Green Bay leave the race. Okay. Yes.
0: Pop your you shit. Let
1: me tell you something. I went to a I went to a DJ class yesterday. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um Kyle, do you want to start us off? Or you want me to start us off just to set the tone real quick? I, I'm, I'm happy to set us off. No, no, no worries. Okay, answer your question. I thought about it. I was like, nah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do me. Let me go, Kyle, and then Danny. So that way, that works. Know. Cool. So let's start from the bottom. Bottom of this division, finishing 13th in the division with a one in five divisional record in a. 7 and 10, That's they play seven, 17 games, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so it would be 6 and 11 or 7, and, seven and 10. Eight. Yeah. 7 and 10. Yeah. With a 7 and 10 record, 1 and 5 in the division, I have the Chicago Bears. Listen, okay. I think Justin Fields is going to get better. I think they are going to double their win total uh, from last year, which I believe was three. Yep. Uh, um, but make no mistakes about it. This football team is not good. And I don't think. They're going to get exponentially better in the course of a year, but I do think they're going to be in a position next year where this, a disgruntled wide receiver is going to find a way to get out and the Bears with their draft capital that I think they may have is going to make a make a push. I'm talking about you, Stefan Diggs. Uh, oh, okay. Again, he, he wants to go back to the north.
2: My Moneyballers team would like that because I have Fields and Diggs. So give me a okay. stack. That would be, that would be <laughs> exciting, to be honest.
1: Finishing 11th in the NFC with a divisional record of 4-2, but an overall record of 8-9, you guessed it, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you say, how does a team with a 4-2 divisional record finish 8-9? Simple. They're the Minnesota Vikings. Go back and watch their games from last year. Half those games they won, they should have lost. And the games that they lost, they should have lost. So. Do your math. Do your math. Uh, Finishing sixth in the NFC. Yes, I have this division putting in two teams into the playoffs. So finishing sixth in the NFC with a wild card spot. Divisional record of three and three. Overall record of nine and eight. Yes, Detroit. I have y'all going back to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know, I know
0: you're not about to say what I think you're about to say.
1: Oh yeah, I told y'all, I told y'all last week I had this division with two no, people no, no, in the no, playoffs. No. You did and y'all thought I, and y'all thought I was finna leave out the, the true kings of the North. Oh yeah, finishing fourth in the NFC with a divisional record of four and two and an overall record of nine and eight. Yes, nine and eight, winning the division over the detroit lions whose divisional record was three and three that's how they did it. the true kings of the north the green bay Packers. oh yeah
2: oh yeah and to bam's credit they could get swept by the lions this year and still win the division to be fair so yep at least that won't be the reason they don't win the division i'll say that um now so i don't actually have record production projections i have touchdown projections so oh, danny yeah. i don't know if you want to go first so that i can kind of do a whole segment on, on the touchdowns or
0: okay like that's a good idea yeah, so like d no surprise uh not the same order as you but close the record rise close so for me eight nine two and four in the division i have the bears finishing in last place at nine and eight three and three the Minnesota Vikings, to your point, last year the games they won they should have lost, and the games they lost they should have lost. So, uh, Lady Luck will only visit you. She usually, she usually stops
1: by once a yeah, year, nah. once every couple. Yeah, she's she may come back, back. to the draws though. She may come back. Yeah,
0: and get her draws. nah, she she just gonna leave them there so they have a memory. Uh, mm-hmm. Nine and eight, four and two in the division, just like you. They're my seven seed. I have the Packers. And then I have the Detroit Lions at ten and seven. They get one more win, three and three in the division. They have one extra win. I have the Lions
1: winning the division. Interesting, interesting. The, Lions. the real king, the Motor City. I just don't. I, hmm. Kyle, I, I, we can. Go. You can go. I'll save my thoughts. So
2: uh, yeah, so what I've done for fantasy football, I did this last year as well as I try to project touchdowns offensive touchdowns for every team in the league split both passing and rushing and also for individual players part of the fantasy football analysis stuff we do with going for two and i do with full press coverage um and uh so with this uh usually the way i go with players is i'm looking at uh um, peter howard came up with a stat that uh since 2011 essentially the average is 155 scrimmage yards every touchdown so just looking at players yards over their careers what's the kind of touchdown expectations we should have for them over the course of a 17 game season and then also looking at what these players have scored and find out the difference because there's some players that are just really good at scoring touchdowns other players are actually not good at scoring touchdowns at all Deontay johnson last year hit zero on well, like 100 catches almost so uh i, think I know it was quite 100 catches but 80 something receptions right so and to be fair deonte has not ever historically been a high touchdown scorer so someone who's touched it but I, I would still expect them to score more than zero to be fair true projected for five for instance but anyway so i have all the teams projected out so not to say that whoever scores the most touchdowns are going to have the most wins and it's going to lead to the, the best records but just to give context to how i view these offenses operating. uh so in terms of rank in the nfc i think i believe it's yeah 13th in the nfc with 36 offensive touchdowns I have the green bay packers is last in this division hmm. and, th- and th- to me this this all comes down to jordan love if jordan love I exceeds my that. expectations then yeah he's good th- this number will smash uh, yep. i don't think he's going to score 36 on his own but uh right now i have uh yeah um it's split with him scoring 22 touchdowns on 552 pass attempts uh, i gave him a four percent touchdown rate which is actually a boost over his career average i think his career average is 3.6 i did look up for the rookies because like the rookies are super tough to project Or players like jordan love like a kenny pickett who haven't had a full uh rookie season worth of starts yet like what do we kind of use for their numbers uh but i looked at the uh average for first round rookies since 2011 anyone who's played at least half a season the average is basically four percent in terms of touchdown rate the mean i think is like 3.6 percent so well anywhere in that range i think is reasonable so maybe jordan love does much better than expected but to me like this This type of again i'm at 22 touchdowns is where i view him as as a reasonable expectation for his touchdown output but but that does put him again last in this division uh so uh actually i have the lions third last in the division third in the division uh, with 40 offensive touchdowns Uh, i guess i would put them 11th in the whole conference and then i have the bears uh, essentially, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth place, all with forty-one touchdowns, and that includes the Bears. They're tied with the Rams, the Seahawks, the Giants. So, in my mind, those would be the teams I think I would pick from for the wildcard teams. And I have the Vikings repeating the division with forty-three offensive touchdowns. Really? To be fair, I think they've got the best quarterback right now in the
1: division. I agree. So, I agree. They 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 do have the best quarterback in in the division. I would say they have the lowest ceiling in terms of, from a team. Um, you don't like in my opinions. Bain? I just think
2: the defense I, isn't very good.
1: Yeah. And but I think,
2: I think you can say the same thing for the lions though.
1: Yeah. And frankly, the Bears, I, I think
2: it's funny because I think the Packers have the worst offense in the division, but probably but the, the best, best defense. defense. In the division. Yeah. So I agree. does that, you know,
1: are that means do my opinion, can, it's funny because the two means,
2: Packers fans have them winning the division and finishing last. So they'll probably finish in the middle, and Danny's probably right they'll finish second.
1: Yeah. Because I think with their defense, their ceiling is probably the highest of the four four teams in the division. Because simply put, if they if the offense comes halfway or three-quarters of a way to matching their defense, now you have a eight, nine, ten-win football team. Whereas, like you look at the, the Vikings, if the defense if the defense catches up halfway to the offense well there's now you're talking about instead of them coming back from ugh, 10 down pretty much every game now they're coming down from like 7 every fourth quarter i don't really see it being that much of a difference i think there's but i will say with this is kind of a question for you Kyle you had the bears in there i believe second in in the division in terms of scoring touchdowns and they were in that group with like the rams the uh, I think Seahawks and uh, uh, the Giants as well. The Giants, who I all noticed were pretty like run first teams. Does that correlate into into your your touchdown that these teams are probably lean on the run game a little bit more, which might lean to them being a little bit more successful?
2: Uh, true, because yeah, I do have the Bears with the most rushing touchdowns in the NFC North
1: uh, mm-hmm. in the
2: division. I've got them with 19 rushing touchdowns next is the packers actually with 14. yeah uh looking at the giants yeah they've yeah 22 passing 19 rushing so yeah certainly up there on the higher mark Uh, yeah seahawks as well only 15 rushing touchdowns so they're a little lower uh i i think part of the seahawks specifically is i expect the passing volume to just skyrocket this year i think everything they've done move wise drafting jackson smith and jigba drafting zach charbonnet early when By all accounts, based on their college profiles, based on what Walker's done so far in the NFL, the one thing Charbonnet does better than Walker in theory is catch passes. So did they essentially draft their pass-catching back? So they, they, I mean, they had a they had a top five pick, which they used on on the the cornerback uh, from Illinois. Um, Mm -hmm. Name I can't remember right now. Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. So all to say, they've made three serious investments in the passing game: one on the defense, but two on the offense. That tells me they're going to prioritize a high-volume season for Geno Smith. I don't expect the Seahawks to be as run-heavy. But for those other teams, I think that would apply, yes. Yeah.
1: Strong so rushing
2: touchdown totals could, could help boost these, these
1: total yeah. touchdown numbers. Danny, what do you think is the biggest storyline coming out of the NFC North this season?
0: I have one more question for Kyle. Kyle, what do the Eagles rank on your list?
2: In total touchdowns? Yes got for the nfl lead with the chiefs i have both teams at 54 uh my so. projection right now is both teams make it back to the super bowl but i certainly think that path is easier for the eagles so to oh yeah this way i like i don't know if you guys are ready to make your super bowl pre- predictions yet but if i were team right now to boy. win the super bowl i would say it's the eagles
1: I, I have hey, the Ravens so. win the Super Bowl. Ravens and Cowboys in the Super and Bowl. And you
2: know what? The Ravens are up there. They're tied with the Bengals. Uh, yeah, those are the next two teams: the Eagles and Chiefs, both at fifty-four offensive touchdowns. And then I have the Bengals and Ravens both at fifty-one. So, yeah, uh, su- that uh, that I think that AFC North division title might come down to the final week of the season. I think both those teams will be strong contenders in the playoffs as well.
0: And for me, Super Bowl wise, I know no. Quarterback who has been and lost their first go around, they never make it back. But I have the Bengals and Eagles. Um, Biggest storyline for me is Jordan Love. Who is he? Who is this man? And mm. if he is, talk what, to me. What he could potentially be. Mm. Then we'll have another conversation. And then the other one for me is can Justin Fields live up to this hype that has been put on his shoulders the past three months? Because he went from, oh yeah, he's going to be good. Then they get DJ Moore, and now he's going to be a top five quarterback. I think that is unrealistic. But
2: well, I would go even further, Danny. Months ago, they were talking about are the Bears gonna just draft Bryce Young and replace Justin yep. Fields. Like he was talking yeah. about going from getting replaced to winning an MVP suddenly. Like it's it's that's Like like a six month span. That's that's pretty wild.
0: You know how yeah, he like
1: likes to do it.
0: Yeah, like that's insane. So I, 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 I hope say it right. I hope Justin doesn't, I hope he' he he i don't think he's going to reach expectations but i hope he makes big enough of a leap that you know we're not you know it's week 11 it's like oh should the bears tank for caleb williams because we don't want to have that conversation and and arizona's going to have the number one pick wrapped up by then anyway i think they're not
2: the team that's last in my touchdown totals though
1: really really who's who's the last one tampa bay Bay. okay
2: and that is the reverse of what dan sorry what d was mentioning with like the giants and the bears I have the, like last year, the Buccaneers had five rushing touchdowns. That's total, whole season. I only have them projected, I think, for seven this year, which is the fewest of any team. So, like that rushing touchdown total being so low is dragging their total to the lowest. But yeah. That might be a thing. Like in those key moments, they can't get those short yardage touchdowns. How many of their those drives that, we, I don't know if we expect too many long touchdown drives, how many of them end in field goals, not touchdowns, cost them yep. a bunch of wins. So, yeah, I can see Caleb Williams playing in Tampa next year.
0: Well, he's going to be in the NFC. Roger's going to make that. There are no more good quarterbacks to the AFC. This Caleb's going to NFC. That's right.
2: That's right, Hendrick. Well, it's funny because, to be fair, like most of the teams I have at the bottom of my touchdown list are NFC teams. Yeah. It's always going to be disgusting. And I think, the NFC. like other than this, yeah, all the AFC teams that I have at the lowest, the Steelers, the Colts, the Texans, they still have rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Like on contracts right now. The Patriots are down there. Really, it'd be the Titans, the next team <laughs> in terms of AFC teams oh. without a. They've got a second and a third round quarterbacks invested in, as well as Tannehill.
1: I think the biggest storyline will be how Justin Jefferson is going to have a record-breaking season. Talk to me. I don't know if it will be via catches. I don't know if it will be via receiving yards. I don't know if it will be via receiving touchdowns. But we are going to finish this season. I think Justin Jefferson is going to set a new NFL record or come very close, like Cooper cup did a few years ago. And then I think this summer he is going to get a contract that we have never seen before for NFL wide receiver.
0: He might get it this week. They're talking about giving him a contract extension. Like they're working on it right now. So we, we might see it before Even kickoff him? next Thursday.
2: Cause they're expecting a 2000 yard season or 160 catch season or both probably. I mean, if it, you know, with Jefferson, if he's going to get two thousand yards, it's probably on a huge volume, like 160 matches. Mm-hmm. So he might break both of those records.
1: the to KJ record Osborne. Is, uh, that one. I'm gonna one's put you top. in my lineup. I'm gonna put KJ Osborne in my lineup. I will tell you what, bank on it. Silent. Yeah, no, I think for sure deeper,
2: deeper starting rosters. I play in leagues where we start thirteen players. So yeah, you can you can throw in a KJ Osborne in lineups for sure. Um. Uh. I didn't get Do my storyline. Good. I'm. I'm mean, gonna have fun with this one. I call it the Detroit disappointment because here we go. I mean, Danny, you can the Lions front, to win the division. It seems like a lot of people, a lot of odds, a yeah. lot of money is being put on the Lions to win the division. But uh, just a couple of stats to just cool some people down here because this is this is the Lions, an, an organization that is just reeked of incompetence, further than you know. There've been t- you know there've been some years with the Packers. It's like. You know, this team is awful the vikings can just implode at any moment the bears have been just trash for so many years but like none of them come close to the, the sheer level of incompetence that the detroit lions have had for the majority of their history as a franchise it's so much fun um this one's this one's hilarious the tampa bay buccaneers who as you noticed isn't in this episode tonight although we have talked about them already, but the tampa bay buccaneers have won the lions division more recently than the lions themselves because when the Texans came in, in there were thirty-two teams. That's when divisions were realigned to four divisions per conference. They used to just be three, and the Buccaneers and Lions were both in the NFC Central. And the Buccaneers won that division in nineteen ninety-nine. The last time the Lions won the NFC Central was nineteen ninety-one, I think, like Barry Sanders, like rookie season or his second year. So the, the, a team that the Lions aren't even, haven't even been in, in a division with in uh, twenty years has won that their division more recently than themselves have.
1: That's a bomb, and Danny, you told me that team's going to win the division next year. Yep. Well, hey, That'd not
2: just Danny. A lot of people are saying it. So let's not. I'll, I'll put this on Danny. This is. A, there's so many people putting a lot of. I think people just
1: team. saw the Lions beat the Packers, and they saw Aaron Rodgers walk off, and they were just like, "Oh, this is the team to beat." And there's
0: something poetic want, about it.
1: I th- I just want to remind people that there is a reason why both teams came into that game with w- one game away from being in the playoffs. I think the Lions all one had like an old, old, I'm not going to say old man quarterback. One had a quarterback who was clearly ready to find out what the next stage of his career was like. And the other one has a quarterback that's in the next phase of his career. So you tell me.
2: Oh, and just to add to Bam's point, not only have they it's been 30 years with only like since their playoff win. That's their only playoff win in the last like 65 years. That's oh,
1: so the Detroit Lions haven't won a playoff game since like Jim Crow or before. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. here's, here's my favorite thing to say about this.
2: So the last time martin Lions- had a
1: dream last time Detroit was was winning playoff games. Malcolm was kicking it. Malcolm was out here.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> I was gonna go with when the Lions last won
2: an NFL championship, and they actually actually won something 1957 jailhouse oh. rock by elvis presley was the number one song in december of oh.
1: 1957 oh man edgar j edgar hoover might have still been alive <laughs> yo hendrix is pissed Henry, at that hendrix hates
0: that stat
2: <laughs> bit of a lions fan i suppose sorry sorry yeah. Kendrick, and can also sorry bam but yeah um Hend- hendrix you know what and they sport. could they could erase all this history May- maybe this is the year maybe and i guess this this is gonna get to now that we're done storylines the next one was uh Oh, I guess not division MVP yet. Sorry, my bad.
1: No, we on so, oh, yeah, we are division MVP.
0: Yeah, we are, yeah. Just oh, okay.
2: Away. Well, all to say, I kind of think whichever team wins the division, that team's wide receiver. Because if you know, okay. Jefferson obviously, right? I think that would be the this you know, if the Vikings win the division, I think we'd all say Jefferson is you know, no no wide receivers really ever win the NFL MVP. You know, one has, but we'll maybe get to that later. Uh, but yeah, Jefferson might actually be able to do that because he's that good. So that seems like an obvious case. But honestly, if the Lions' offense could be as explosive as it was last year, and Amon Ross, saying Brown is just dominating, you know, maybe Jared Goff deserves credit with that division MVP. But if the Lions win the division, I think Amon Ross certainly could could make a case for that. And mm. if DJ Moore comes to the Bears and completely transforms that passing offense. Doesn't he deserve a ton of credit too? Like I, I think yeah. it'll go to Justin Fields because of what he'll do on the ground naturally as well as increase as a passer. But I think a ton of that credit should go to DJ Moore potentially deservingly if, if he's the one that's able to unlock Fields, given that target that gets open all the time, allow him to quickly make throws and be decisive, which holding onto the ball too long, I think, has been his biggest weakness more than anything. More than his passing ability, it's just the, you know, he's it's taking too long to have the plays develop and to have him throw receivers open.
1: He doesn't yep. need to throw DJ
2: Moore open. Him. That dude will just get open at will. And if if Jordan Love really does break out this year, I wonder how big of a season Christian Watson has. Does he just I, become this next dominant wide receiver in the NFL? So I could see all four of those wide receivers. I haven't based. even.
1: I have a different proposition for you. I think if Jordan Love is successful this year, do we look at the combination duo of Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson as maybe the next the the Green Bay version of the wide receiver? Trio or duo that they have in Cincinnati.
0: Well, I was going to say oh, does it, it's not now. It's, now we getting out of hand. I, I was, was going to well,
2: another out of hand compliment or, or comparison would be, you know, with the rookie Jaden Reed. Does this trio of Watson, Dubs, Reed become the new uh Jordy Cobb and Adams?
1: Oh, yes. talk to me. I'm moist. Yeah, think, think. Whoa. I'm moist. I remember those days. Listen, go,
2: Paco.
0: Hendricks, please start barking go. to get this man. Stop talking about how moist he is. Please start barking again, because
2: <laughs> Packers fans, we are, we are the. Nah, we're probably the worst. fam. you're right. I know. I, you know, Kyle. I worse. think there
1: are some. I've met some real terrible Packers fans. I'm just like, yo, what? are You're kind of an entitled motherfucker. Yes, y'all are. I just think it's been a, it's been a blessing to see such great quarterback play and just such community and energy around a football team i love it
0: you know who says stuff like that <laughs> toxic fan bases because i said it about being around eagles fans toxic you know fan bases i and actually like want to
2: rag on as fans is Do it. toronto fans they're some of the worst fans and you know a lot of toronto people think that toronto equals ontario or toronto equals canada but it doesn't but yeah toronto fans are some of the worst and mm. i think back to the finals when KD uh ruptured his achilles they were actually was cheering.
1: cheering yeah yeah totally i'm actually that's why y'all in poverty I was now we're actually
2: which... happy the rap is huge raptors fan love that they won the championship i'm kind of happy they didn't win the title that night because it didn't felt like the fans deserved it and honestly mm. part i think the rap like the raptors players kind of felt bad too because they like they they like i felt like that kind of sucked their energy out of it because they played awful the rest of that game the warriors yeah. won the rest of the game after the kd injury
1: I think yeah, a lot of it's just because KD wanted them. He wanted OG. That's like uh, a player I think a lot of the players yeah. you know grew up watching, idolizing, see him. And I think down. that that distracted them more than it distracted yeah. the Warriors, to be honest. Players are friends, yo. A lot of <laughs> these players are, are friends For sure. in, in, the, in there. Um, Canadians I'll, are terrible people. There are
2: some Canadians that are terrible people, I will admit that. <laughs> and hey. yeah, Toronto fans are, are pretty bad and like Leafs fans are, are pretty pretty bad too. <laughs> they haven't mm. won in a while, so I get it. But
1: talk to him, Kyle. Talk heavy to him. Danny, what were you about to
0: say? Uh, I was about to say one fan base. I think we all can get behind that are terrible people are Bay Area fans. Bay Area fans are the fans that people think Eagles fans are because apparently at an In and Out Burger, I believe uh, a Niners fan and a Raiders fan got into altercation and someone was stabbed. So and they were no, friendly. no. Don't
1: try so to this, this would include Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Fans either, are right? terrible. Eagles Tech fans Brisbane. don't stab people. We don't stab it's people. Only, no, y'all y'all just want to punch the hell and beat the beat the fuck out of me. I each mean, up.
0: you're not going to the hospital for getting punched let in me, the face. Let me tell
1: you something. Cowboys we'll fans. Word. Word. Eagles fans, strong second. Washington Cowboys fans. fans, fans the maybe like fourth. Giants fans, angry. probably about sixth.
0: Here's the thing though. Washington Patriots fans fans are, are, are angry because of what they have to consume as fans. I'd be
1: angry too. Patriots fans confuse me because they're always angry about everything. Even when they're like finding success. They're just angry about something. And I just be. Confused. They
0: live in Boston. Come on, man.
1: Who out here sign up to live in Boston. Speaking. Speaking of. Uh, of terrible fans. Y'all let me know. As we look ahead to week one in the NFL. Um, I'm gonna name some matchups. Y'all let me know who y'all think is gonna win. All right. Bills versus Jets, Monday night opener, nine on 9-11 in New York. Aaron Rodgers' debut, Josh Allen comes to town. Y'all got? Bills. The Bills. Aaron. I think if the Jets beat the Bills, it'll be in Buffalo
2: later in the season when the Jets have got time to gel. I think week one, that's a tough match. I think the Bills are happy to at least get one Jets game out of the way early. I kind of Honestly, D, as the Packers, don't you love having to face Fields week one? don't give them the time for him and dj margill get them right away out. i think that's yeah. the best time to beat them
1: so mm-hmm. listen i agree kyle wholeheartedly listen aaron tough they got good they got you playing on 9 11. sorry that they got you playing the bills on 9 11. it's gonna be a tough night at the office for you brother i got the i got the bills 38 to 14. And we'll do it
2: uh, on the going for two live show that'll be fun
1: yeah, I, like I don't think that game is going to be close. I think it's going to be a lot of hype. I think they're going to come out one good drive and then the Bills are going to come out and then whew, It's good. I think that game can get ugly fast.
0: But yes, and, and Kyle will let you know on the pregame show beforehand if you should even pay attention.
1: Let me know. Uh next, this one I when I saw it on the opening weeks uh, schedule, I thought this is an interesting NFC AFC uh matchup. San Francisco 49ers, Pittsburgh Steelers in the Steel City. Steelers, Brock Purdy.
0: Whew. Congratulations, you're back. Go face T.J. Watt. God bless, my friend. Mm.
2: thing is, I don't think Kenny Pickett's faring any better against <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, well, yeah, Nick I'm Bosa. Nick Bosa hasn't been in
0: camp. Nick Bosa hasn't been in camp. Like He still needs to knock the rust off, in my opinion. And that might take a couple of games.
1: T.J. Watt ready to
2: go. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if that Steelers O line. In- <laughs> he That's keeps fair. the rest on him very long.
1: Listen, I'm going to be Here. honest. This will be, I know this is going to be week one, but I could see some of the best defensive play all season coming from this game because a total of about 14 points is going to be scored. This is like the 49ers game. week
2: one last year against the Bears, all defense. And yeah, there was yeah, all
1: defense. Before. Listen, I flipped a coin on this one. Mike Tomlin. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go against you. I got the Steelers winning. Yeah, all right. Thirteen to
2: six. Okay. That could be a fun result. To be fair, I would love yeah. to see the 49 ers lose to Kenny Pickett. That would
1: be fun. Um, all right, a good old fashioned Week One opener. Dallas Cowboys traveling to New York City to face the New York Giants Sunday Night Football.
0: It would be the most Dallas thing to lose this game, but I, I've been saying this over and over: the Giants are a better team. But they will win fewer games. I think Dallas wins this game. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I could see the Giants being that team that, like the Vikings, everyone's expecting to kind of come back down to earth. Yeah, I think the unfortunately the Giants, the Giants will probably go two and four in the division just because they'll sweep yeah. the, the commanders, but I think they'll lose both games to the Cowboys and certainly probably both games to the Eagles. Three games if they have to play them in the playoffs again.
1: Talk to me. Nope. What an ugly trio of games that was for the Giants versus the Eagles. It's, I feel like they don't like that matchup. Listen, I think this is going to be a typical Giants-Cowboys game, which means this game is going to be close for about two and a half quarters. Cowboys yeah. are going to find a way to pull pull away late. D- Dak's going to going to make a good drive in the fourth, get him up by 10. Cow, Cow, Giants will kick a field goal about five minutes left to go. Cowboys to do the first down thing. I think we got like a 27 24 type game, 27 20 type game. Like it's week one. The Cowboys are on the road, which I think is going to play a big, a big point. I mean, a big, big part in this. I think the the energy in New York is going to be buzzing, especially with the Giants on Sunday night, Jets on Monday night. But I don't think it matters. I think both New York teams lose at home. So, New Yorkers, don't do anything. Don't do anything around that 9 11 time. That might be crazy. Um, All right. Season opener out in KC, defending (laughs) reigning Super Bowl champions, reigning MVP, reigning Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. He got his man T. Kelsey back. They got the defense rolling. Andy Reid's there with some donuts and some burgers and some hot dogs.
0: Just call him fat. Go ahead.
1: Nah, I ain't calling him that. <laughs> I'm now gonna say have-
2: I want all those things too, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah just, just
1: call,
0: just call Andy Fat.
1: Same. They got the the aforementioned Detroit Lions coming to town <laughs> next Thursday. Jared Goff, Alvin Ross, St. Brown, new running back David Montgomery in the backfield. And Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. How do we think this plays out for the Lions? Is
0: anybody picking the Lions? Anyone willing to put put their put their? Man, I'm, I'm
2: starting every Chiefs player in every league. Like that Lions defense is so awful. Like like the Chiefs yeah. might just okay, let's start on a good note and let's put up fifty the first week just to get the season rolling. We'll be the highest scoring team in the league for a while. Like that that one game will just let us like coast through the rest of it. Which is pour it yep. on the Lions. Andy Reid's had months to plan for this game. <laughs> yeah, so. I the think Lions this might, is- the Lions offense is good enough that they'll they'll probably up points but I, I just don't see them ever getting stops ever
1: <laughs> yeah 34 to 50 feels good you know it's funny last year the Chiefs opened the season against the Cardinals in uh in Arizona I believe yes and they went in they went they went to Arizona and threw up about a 40 burger on them I think Damn. it's gonna be a part two of that I think I I think this is they're going to be at home I think they're gonna put up a lot of offense listen I think this is going to be a... Oh, this is the Jared Goff-Patrick Mahomes rematch. Ooh, okay, that's true. We have been waiting for that. Okay, that's what this is. This is the Jared. Oh, Jared, Jared Goff.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Mahomes. Jared Goff doesn't have Sean McVay in the best offense on the planet in his arsenal. Dog, don't overthink this.
2: He doesn't have Amon Ra, though.
0: Okay. Don't, don't
2: overthink this. Amon Ra is going to have a, a monster game that game. Just okay, he's, well, he's gonna with have that no being choice.
1: said... I now have the Chiefs. Before I had the Chiefs winning 45 to 20. Now I have this being a 45-35 game. Okay. 45-35. I don't listen. I watched hard knocks last year with the Detroit Lions. I really like that defensive coordinator. I think his name is Aaron Glenn. Brother, I hope you and this defense figure it out because I would hate for a, a black man to lose his job. And last matchup. Last NFL week one matchup. This is an old AFC North rivalry, probably the best division in football next year. So of course they start the season off with a good old fashioned Ohio matchup. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to Cleveland to take on Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Deshaun Watson's got a full off season. Got Amari Amari Cooper. They added Elijah Moore. They, they're bringing back Nick Chubb they're feeling good about their offense defensively they're, they they got they got some guys they just need a defense that can stop a runny nose and they might feel good about their team and then the Bengals whew, they got Joe cool they got the, the best wide receiver trio in the league T Higgins Jamar Chase Tyler Boyd oh my goodness they got Joe Mixon coming back he he a hey, he ain't worried about out on bail
0: fresh out of jail California we, dreaming
1: he, he ain't worried about them charges. He ain't worried about them charges. They got Chris Evans backing the up, who they say has been impressive in camp. Listen, the Bengals, they're the only team that can look the Chiefs in the eyes and say, we can beat you. Yeah. We can beat James you.
2: Still has a losing record against Burrow in his career.
1: Yes, he does. Who do y'all got winning? Bengals, Browns, in Cleveland week one. Cal, you can, you go first. I need well, to think about
0: this. It's
2: crazy how good of a season the Bengals had last year. And it's like we could totally see them repeating that and expect in like you know Gerald Burrow threw 35 touchdowns. I actually pre- projected, projected that last year in my touchdown projections. I had about Ooh. 35 touchdowns, so I, I, I nailed like that it. one completely. Um they were awful week one against the Steelers. They came out super flat. Mm-hmm. The the Super Bowl hangover seemed to be a thing. Burrow was yeah, last year was dealing with the appendectomy this year with the uh hamstring injury, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or calf injury. Yeah, calf injury. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I expect the Browns to be better this year. I think they'll be competitive. I actually have them as a wild card team based on the touchdown projections, of course. Um, And so I think they'll I think they'll probably sweep the Steelers or, or have a good chance to do that. I think they'll get another division win somewhere. I think if the Bengals lose a division game to anyone but the Ravens, it's probably early. And so I think the Browns get the upset here, even though it's at home. But Ooh. Imagine a lot of people are expecting Burrow. If, if without the calf injury, I, I don't know that I would have the confidence to say it, but just how unsure, like how much, how like how much is it going to affect Burrow? We're not really sure of that. Yeah. So uh, at the very least, like for those people who are betting, the Browns as massive underdog seems like a, a good bet. Like whatever that spread yeah. ends up being, I think they'll at least be able to cover that. But I could see them winning outright.
0: Um, whatever. for me. Last year, Joe Burrow was sacked 41 times. In week one, they have to go against Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. Uh, I think the nasty man still needs some time, some real game reps to knock the rust off. Kyle, I'm with you. Like, I want to pick the Browns, like 20-17 to 17 or a real close game. Joe hasn't practiced all since he hurt his leg in training camp. Like, That has to account for something. But he's Joe Burrow. I'm going with the Bengals. He's Joe Burrow.
1: Listen, I always think it's funny because you fans are fickle out here. One day you hate them, one day you love them, one day you're 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 moral you're you're morally stepping with bit missed them around the big steppers, and another day, y'all are not not too much better than the antichrist himself. I'm not talking to you or you Kyle or Danny, I'm talking to the fans out here. So, Low Steamix, what do you what do you, what does it have to do with the Bengals versus the Browns? Browns fans on sunday september 10th 2023 at around uh, probably around 4:35 p.m. you're going to have to go in the mirror look at yourselves in the mirror and ask yourselves how you feel about yourselves that you had to cheer the nasty man on when he came from behind week 1 to beat the bengal's oh okay 24 to 17 Okay. And y'all are gonna have to look at yourselves and ask you ask yourselves, is my football team winning better or worse than my moral compass? Something you gotta struggle with all
0: season. But it doesn't matter because you, you can be the fourth got the team in your finals. division. Well, you I, the I bad would bad
2: argue if you're paying for tickets and going to see them, where yeah. moves, you're still supporting, so you might as well get the win
1: and feel at least a little you might better as well about get th- it, right? Might as well. Might as well. Uh, that was fun. Thank you guys for that. Listen.
0: Whoa, bam. Hold up. We're not reading that. Nope. Ayo, bam. yo.
2: It's true. The Texans almost always seem to be like losing earlier than they're having to come back from behind, because we've seen what happens if they get the huge lead. They just blow it. So...
1: Whoa, yeah,
2: you're right. I, yeah, I'm just kidding.
1: that is that still was- one of the wildest playoff games I've ever seen in yeah. Arrowhead. Deshaun Watson goes up on Patrick Mahomes. That,
2: the moment where he's air guitaring, right?
1: The air it's, guitar that, that
2: is the moment everything changed for Deshaun Watson, like just in that moment, like air guitaring, and then the whole world collapsed around
1: him. the whole world. All right ready to hit our quick hitter section uh we're not going to start with fantasy we're probably going to end with fantasy because i feel like that would be a good <laughs> good good conversation uh so let's i gonna throw out a few topics out here let's just discuss a little bit um let's, let's start with this one because you mentioned this one earlier so over in budapest we have the world championships uh no allows american sprinter who he's been cooking fun fact everyone i i my last high school track meet in my last high school race, I raced Noah Lyles. outdoor two hundred. I've prom- no, raced Noah Lyles before. He's only a couple years younger than me. So I raced okay. him uh, when I was like out the door as a, se- as a senior in high school. Gra- I had already graduated. I think he was like a sophomore.
2: And he was running and- against seniors because he was that good.
1: Well, it was at an AAU meet. So it was like one, It was like an AAU travel meet. And it was like the big national meet down in Orlando, Florida, where they had the NBA bubble. And... We were running the rounds of two hundred. I didn't. I didn't race him up until we had made the finals. But I've been keeping up. I've been watching him, and I was. He was, boy, <laughs> fast. And I was like, you know, I was at the time. I felt good. I said, all right, he quick. Wait, wait till tomorrow. I got some for him, Oh, brother. Nah, he smoked my boots off. Uh, I believe I came in second or third, but. He ran a fast time, and he was only a sophomore in high school. He is now the American record holder of the 200-meter dash and a world champion in the 100 and 200. Uh, he also was a part of the winning 4 by 100 meter team. I say I like to say, on his podium, he had a press conference. He was spinning a podcast, basically. He basically said he didn't like how the NBA called themselves world champions when they win the finals because they're just playing against other players American franchises; they shouldn't be deemed as world champions because he feels like in track and field he's racing other w- athletes from uh, that are representing their countries. Thoughts,
2: Cal? You go. I, first. I've never heard of Noah Lyles until this moment. I, I, I'm usually not like. You know, an American athlete or ah, whatever. But now I love Noah Lyles for saying that because that's true. That's always bugged me about the NBA does that. The NFL is awful for that because they barely have anyone that's not American playing in that league. At least with the NBA, I can kind of understand like this is like the mm. best collection of go- global players in this sport that the whole globe plays is there. So, like, the NBA maybe is and that more was, about to your the point NFL that saying it. Oh, my God. They, they don't even, like, there's there's a different versions of their sport just in North America alone. Like, the Canadian football, for enough different rules to say it's a different sport so it's it's wild baseball calling it the world series like there's one team outside of the states in that <laughs> like and you know the blue jays might not even make the playoffs this year who knows uh Sweet. even though they have
1: you know, and some would also it. say that america is not the best baseball country in the world some would say that's just the they japanese. just did they yeah some i mean PS1 we know that
2: the world champions are currently the japanese team in the world baseball classic right that's that's a legit world series world champion i love hockey i love the nhl they're the only ones who don't say it. it's stanley cup champion they don't ever go by world champion it's always stanley cup champion nhl champion they're the only ones that actually keep it in perspective well and the stanley cup is actually the best trophy in sports too so that's, that's wild yeah that's always that's always bothered me about the other sports but.
1: danny what do you think about bam's comment that uh no allows is bitter that nobody cares about olympians <laughs> uh
0: there might be some truth that I know this is getting blown out of proportion. He just has some hate in his heart. That's all. Like we are. Like he had that he one had to get in the that, draft. He get, he yeah, get the he had out. some hate in his heart. He just had to get that hate out. Like that's that's how you know how I feel about Notre Dame. That's how he feels about the NBA ah, calling ah, themselves or ah, champions. Like, he just has some hate in his heart. I ain't mad at yeah, him. Like if that, if that's what's on his spirit, and you every just so win, you
1: just, gotta let, you just gotta let that you hate get, go. Get, let it get, flow. Somebody gotta let the hate go. Let you it. Like let, water, it let it out. That's fine. That's just it. let the hate go. No allows to Kyle's point. I understood what you were saying. The problem is not the message, but the messenger. And listen. No allows is technically correct, but. I would say the NBA in terms of all the American leagues has the biggest case, biggest argument to say that their champion is a world champion because. One, as Kyle mentioned earlier, the NBA is deemed as the best collection of global basketball players in the world. Two, America being probably world globally known as the best country in terms of basketball, they have the results, they
2: can't even argue it.
1: So, historically, America has been known as the best country in basketball. So, when you put that in the best in the world's best basketball country, they have the best basketball league with the collection of best basketball players from not only its own country but other players in other countries it's very very you 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 see why players like kevin durant devin booker other players come out and just look at him like yo what the fuck is this dude talking about because we when put it like it like that it's tough and there's only what 15 16 guys that make an nba roster so of all the millions Hundreds and thousands and millions of basketball players in the world. There is a small, small, small collection of them that play in the NBA. And that is why they look at themselves as world champions. I understand. I'm not going to say he's right. I'm not going to say he's wrong. I'm saying I'm a neutral party in this. Where I disagree, Aaron Gordon, you cannot be him in a 200 meter dash. You had to have been drunk when you when you quote when you commented oh, yeah, that. I saw like, that. Like oh. you were definitely drunk or high cuz I've seen a few of your interviews and he was definitely high in a few of them. Uh next, James Harden said that Daryl Morey, the reason why he he's a liar is because that Daryl Morey didn't bring in more free agents like he promised. So, Kyle, for some background, Daryl uh, James Harden was in China was doing some, you know, they go to China, do the little hooping camps or whatever. He comes out to this crowd and says, Daryl Morey is a liar. He will never be a part of this organization again. He later, when the NBA does an investigation of it, because they want to know, yo, what is he, what are you talking about he lied about? James Harden says he didn't bring, he promised to bring in more free agents and he didn't. And the NBA has to take his word for it. So so they're just looking at it like, so you came out on the record and said, you'll never play for Daryl Morey again because he didn't get free agents, like you said. And everyone's just like, Okay, James Harden. So, hey, he was fined a hundred
0: thousand dollars.
1: He was fined a hundred thousand dollars. Jokes only. What did Daryl Morey really do?
0: I can't say it. I can't. I thought it was just. Daryl Morey, you know was that was James Harden's
1: favorite race. girl at his favorite spot, and you went in there and offered her a supermax. What is wrong with you, you <laughs> sicko? <laughs> Yeah, James coming back. You in a Philadelphia strip club at that and you went in and offered of that girl that type of money? You're damn right, James Harden coming back. You ain't gonna play with listen. Hey, and you was you was supposed to be his partner too. You came on his little honey. Nah,
0: he can't trust you. Does anyone watch Winning Time?
1: HBO. What do you about to say about Magic Johnson?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying like the 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 Maury harden relationship feels a lot like the bus magic relationship. If you get like if you understand like they're nah. too close elaborate more like they like they you can't be friends with your boss you can't be that kind of friendly with your boss. because when the boss is the boss and you get upset at the boss. like that's what's happening on winning time right now for those of you who are watching we're getting to the point where bus is standing up to magic and you can tell magic feeling some kind of way about it. Like again, for those of you who watch winning time, I don't want to spoil this week's episode, but this is what kind the of, same kind of thing when the boss has to be the boss and throws your friendship out the window, you feel some kind
2: of way. Wait, do people not know the Lakers won championships in the 80s? Oh my god.
0: Winning time is my shit. My wife and I love winning time. Listen, it is one of the best shows on TV.
1: I love there's it. a reason why the Lake the Los Angeles Lakers is the best brand in basketball. Um Listen, we got a few college football games. Kyle, I know this is not your bag, so you Take know. Over, guys. But we
0: but we do have a bag for you after this.
1: We do, we do. Danny, we got some games. I'm yep. gonna run through them. You let me know who you if you're excited for it, yay, or if you think it's gonna be a blowout. All right. Okay. So we got Colorado versus TCU. Excited?
0: I'm only excited because it's Dion's first game. I want to see how Dion does against a ranked team who just cut out of the national chamber, even though that TCU roster has been gutted. Duggan's gone. Quinton's gone. Like that roster is turned over. They're still 15th in the country. They still have a lot of talent. Big 12, eh, I just want to see what Dion's first test against a, a real D1 school
1: i think uh i'm excited for this game i think uh, i'm excited for a few reasons uh one i read somewhere that dion got two of his toes cut off so he could be, how many
0: toes does he have i feel like he get a toe cut off every other month so he could how be there at, jackson,
1: uh, at a jackson state game so i'm excited i'm excited because i see the dedication that my man dion sanders has to and get healthy dion um I'm also excited because you you saw me on the big TCU bandwagon uh, last year as they went along, yeah. curious to see their national championship hangover. How do you build your, your program's uh, pride back after getting smushed like that in a national you championship? You don't. Team. Ask Kawhi. Uh, <laughs> and and this almost is like
2: a- they shouldn't have been the three seed. They should have been the four seed. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. As,
2: ask
0: ask Kawhi how's it feel to come back after getting your ass put by the SEC. They ain't mm-hmm. been back since.
1: It's true, um, and I'm also curious to see how you know. Considering this is going to be a future Big Twelve matchup, how does Colorado kind of fare against a real Big Twelve yeah. juggernaut? Um, LSU versus FSU. What you thinking about?
0: Yep, sign me um, up. Let's get Brian. Up. Get Brian Kelly the fuck out of here, week one. Get him uh, out of here.
1: Get listen. sign me up. I'm on the opposite end of that. I want Brian Kelly back with the full baton rouge accent. I, I need all the I need all the gumbo and all the accent because Florida State, get them the fuck out of here. Shout out to my hokies. Uh, this is an interesting one. Boise State versus Washington. Do not care. I know this is Chris
0: Peterson. Is Chris Peterson still Washington? Uh
1: I don't think so. I think so. he is. Is he? I don't think so. I actually think they let him go not too long ago, or he retired. Gotta look this up. I don't care. I really don't care. Do you care about research tonight. Yeah, bam. He's too busy talking about Twinkies. Uh, In the meantime, I'll talk about one I am excited about. North Carolina versus South Carolina. Someone who has a good number of friends from both North Carolina and South Carolina and been to both schools. This is a big rivalry. I'm curious to see if Beamer Ball in South Carolina can live on or if Mac is going to put out another North Carolina team with a really good offense and a bad defense, but they got a Heisman potential in Drake may. So curious to see what it looks like against a sec team that I think a lot of people are undervaluing. I think South Carolina is going to be better than a lot of people think.
0: Well, you think Spencer all well way up to the hype two years <laughs> later
1: might take a little bit of time.
0: And Chris Peterson stepped down in 2019. He been gone. I told you. Yeah. It's Kalen
2: DeBoer.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Kalen DeBoer. Is that a brother?
1: So we have, <laughs> I have a name, I
2: don't have a picture. Here. It uh, oh, uh, there, for some reason, I see pictures of Ron Rivera. But it's last last okay. matchup, <laughs> last matchup, Danny. It is a which I guess that makes sense. He is
1: the uh, last matchup we have. It's an interconference matchup that we had last year, actually. Uh rematch of Florida versus Utah. This is very interesting because these teams Florida came alive during uh, last season and Utah kind of caught win their back half of their last season or the way to win it in the Pac-12 championship. You excited for this one? I am. This is the
0: game last year. Anthony Richardson kind of put his name on the map to the national stage. Just, this was the game afterwards. People were like, huh, maybe there's something there with Anthony Richardson on a national stage. I know there were some people who were talking about Anthony Richardson before the college football season, but it was the Utah game where America was like, huh, who's that guy? Uh, I am excited for this game. Um, Utah seems to be the only team in the Big Twelve that can actually challenge USC seriously. I think they beat USC twice last year, right? They beat them in Utah. Then I think they beat No, they didn't in beat them Big in 12. the twelve. They did beat them in the back twelve championship, right? And then Utah went to the Rose Bowl. That's right. Mm. And USC yep. lost to Tulane in the Cotton Bowl, which is yep. why Tulane should be higher than 18 anyway. Um, or I'm sorry, 24. Yeah, I'm excited for that game.
1: I think it's going to be one hell of a game. Uh, I think I'm curious to see how both programs kind of bounce back after the termination of where their seasons ended and the players that they lost last year. So excited to see it, and I think it's always good when we have interconference matchups. Speaking of which, ACC, I don't know what the hell y'all doing. Y'all either going to add Cal, Stanford, and SMU, or y'all going to kick into the curve and let them go somewhere else? No,
0: no, no, don't do that.
1: All right, it's that time, Kyle. We're ready to talk a little. A, a, little, a little fantasy um hold on so, wait.
0: cal has to talk about the cfl labor day games first oh
1: yes you do
2: yeah and it's it's funny because labor day games they kick off the, like it's the literally it's the last cfl games before the nfl season starts so that's always kind of fun so we're right
1: there we're, we're, um, we're leading into it already
2: and the labor day games are always huge for the cfl it's usually their provincial rivalries and they'll usually do um the three teams the three games involved in those rivalries, they'll usually do back-to-back. So they all play each other this week, and then those same teams will like do a home-and-home next weekend as well. Oh,
1: that's cool. Oh, that's really cool.
2: It's always kind of this built into the schedule that those things will happen, and specifically between some teams, it's always tradition. Uh, but yeah, it's, I guess, a bit of a Canadian geography lesson. So there are nine teams in the CFL, which means there is a bye week every single week. That'd be a nightmare if there was actually like fantasy teams. I do daily fantasy for CFL, but I couldn't imagine like managed lineup teams like with buys every single week would be a pretty much a nightmare. So, uh, um, normally the uh Saturday game, so yeah, it will be uh one game Saturday night, one on Sunday, and then two on Labor Day Monday. CFL seasonal event essentially just exists on Fridays and Saturdays from here on out, but uh, the Saturday game is usually between two of three teams, and this year it's the Ottawa Red Blacks who are the nation that's the capital of Canada is ottawa kind of centrally located a little eastern time zone uh, just kind of you know i think uh ottawa is pretty close to the american border uh, i think new york uh part of new york state like northern new york state so just to give context there so they're not playing this labor day that first game is between it's usually the coastal matchup it's one of two things you the montreal alouettes will almost always play in it they'll either play against ottawa because they're closely located those uh but it's also right now Montreal's the furthest most eastern team in the CFL, and the okay. BC Lions who play in Vancouver, who are right on the Pacific Coast. So it's kind of a Saturday night will be the coast to coast battle between those two. Uh, whereas everyone else, it's all very, uh, you know, pro- a lot of close proximity between teams. The Sunday game is the between the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and uh, Winnipeg's the capital of Manitoba. Saskatchewan is its own province. Uh, the Rough Riders play in Regina. Say that properly, where? make sure Regina had to You have to announce that one, but anyway, uh, those two provinces are they share a border, so they're kind of I'm not mature rivalry.
1: enough for this. I'm not mature enough for this. It's funny because when-
2: uh, Keem Hicks, uh, the Bears defensive lineman, he went to the University of Regina and that came up on I think it was a Monday night game, and it, that that was that was making the rounds on Twitter. Uh, <sighs> it's a rough ride with that, yo, you
1: friend. <sighs> Is that
2: part that's in the French Canadian part of Canada? It's not, it's funny because Saskatchewan is one of the least French provinces, as far as I know. But yeah, because at Regina, right? It, it does sound like it would be a French name. Um,
1: because
2: yeah, that, 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 in French, there's no I'm confusion. I'm saying it's that's French
1: some pinky shit. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> anyway, so so that they always call that game the banjo Bowl because it's like Saskatchewan is basically like Kansas in a sense, like it's the, I got the prairie land, it's kind of westernish. Um, and then you have, uh, again, the, the two games Saturday, the Labor the Labor Day, Mo- or sorry, the two games Monday, the Labor Day Monday games are the, the two like cities within the same province. So you have the Sunday game, which is two provinces basically fighting against each other. And then you have the two big provinces of multiple teams and the cities within them, those rivalries. Uh, at one o'clock on Sunday, it'll be the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the Toronto Argonauts. And like, honestly, I'm pretty sure the Toronto Argonauts are the oldest professional well i'm like i'm almost certain they're the oldest professional football team in existence they've been in existence 18 70s as as a as a franchise continuation it's crazy like they're older than than almost all the baseball teams i think there's a couple professional baseball teams that have been pretty old but this rivalry is so i think you all know where toronto is located biggest city in canada If, if you it's probably the one city most americans know of canada hamilton's super close to toronto Okay. The, they call it the QEW matchup, the Queen Elizabeth Way Highway. I think if you're to drive from one stadium to the other, it's, I don't think it's an hour. It's okay. Maybe an hour at most. It's probably with a lot of traffic. If it's like actual normal traffic there, it's pretty busy. So it'll probably be over an hour, but it's super close. So that rivalry is natural. And then you have at four o'clock on Monday, the uh, the Alberta matchup between the Calgary Stampeders and the Edmonton Elks. And uh, Alberta is basically like, that's where like the calgary stampede is every year is in calgary it's like it's no. it's the it's this is the wild west literally for canada like it would be essentially canada's version of texas i would say if you if we were to kind of mm. make oh, reference wow. there
1: it's just east of the rocky let me welcome everybody to the wild wild west
2: <laughs> but yeah so uh labor day it's super because this is you like this is for most teams like the halfway point of the season too so like it's you Know those playoff pushes need to start now. It's funny because the Winnipeg Blue Bombers they're they've got the best one of two teams, the best record. The Blue Ball, yo, chill out. Blue Bombers, <laughs> Blue Bombers. Okay, Blue it was Bombers. my
1: internet connection. I was like, hey, ain't no way I heard uh, that. Yeah,
2: no, I they to do
1: t- play football, but
2: though they're the Blue, uh, Bombers. Uh,
1: <laughs> I was getting ready to shut everything down. Was, no, it's just
2: funny because the hockey team in Winnipeg is the Winnipeg Jets, so there is some reference. Okay, they're in the same area, Air, yeah um but yeah uh they're, they're nine and two and if they win against the Saskatchewan, they actually clinch a playoff spot already which is crazy cause that's only halfway Goodness. through the season so wow. this kind of shows how dominant they are at uh yeah it's uh the toronto argonauts are doing super well this year they had their first six and zero start since like 1934 or something Good. Uh, oh, Chad since, Kelly. The, since,
0: since the lions
2: <laughs> it's funny because i think that's the lions first championship is like 33 or 34 Nothing until
1: so that the was that before. was in the 30s, huh? Mm, so that was pre-racism. <laughs> I mean, no, that
2: yes, <laughs> yeah, racism didn't exist then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll just say, uh, Chad Kelly, I mean, that's maybe a name you guys might
1: recognize. Uh. Yeah. Oh, Chad <laughs> Kelly, he used to back up Patty, didn't
2: he? Uh, wasn't
1: he with the Broncos? Uh, no, Chad Henney. yeah, I, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. He's,
2: I think he's still the he's no, still Gabbard now.
1: I do remember Chad Kelly though.
2: Yeah, uh, old miss quarterback, I think. He was with the Broncos yep, for a bit, yep. but he's uh he's done remarkably well with the Argos this year. Likely an MOP candidate. He's still
0: have... playing football?
2: Yeah. That's yeah, how he, he was he signed a, a contract with the Argos last season. Uh he he was the backup. Uh and then they won a great cup. He started the last game of the regular season, which was a meaningless game in terms of standings. They already clinched their spot. He actually yeah, had to really come in, in the great cup though and lead the game winning drive. So like the moment didn't seem too big for him, and it didn't seem like a fluke because he's done incredible this year. They've lost one game. He's again, I think he's the favorite right now for the MOP, which they don't have the most valuable player. It's the most outstanding player, they
1: say. Okay. We'll the Broncos let Chad Kelly go for off the field
2: issues, didn't he? Yeah. There was the I think there was a breaking entering thing, uh, public drunkenness, and there's a few. Yeah, off the field break stuff. breaking entering,
1: breaking entering. Yeah, oh, I thought it was, yeah, I
2: thought he, I thought he was intoxicated and went to someone's house that he wasn't supposed to
0: I thought that
1: was the story he was he was was drinking and put a ski mask on and said "It's it's stick up
2: (laughs) (laughs) anyway so shout out to chad kelly because he's done pretty well this year for like doing as good as he has this season with one cfl start in his career before this season pretty pretty incredible so oh and my my team is the hamilton high Cats. so hopefully he doesn't do too incredible and beat them because uh
1: that's the opposite. It hasn't gone so well for Hamilton. They're four
2: and Hamilton. six. Right now.
1: Uh, Hamilton, hold it down. Pop, hold it down. Shut him down. Chad Kelly.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, Chad Kelly fun. documentary might be fun. I, I think I'd rather watch that than a Johnny Manziel documentary. Johnny wanna, Manziel's wanna, time in the CFL was fun. That was. I want to. I want him. Fun to fun de- for me document a, that night
1: and tell me. I want him to. I want like the deadpan. You know when they talking to people. I want him to deadpan. Look at the camera and just be like. And I put that ski mask on. And I told her to run that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Help. Oh, uh, that boy was in Mississippi and learned some things. He said. He said he had to learn some. He hey, said, he
0: was there. Was Hugh free still there when he was there? Oh, Hugh Freeze can he teach was- you a thing or two about about some money. Hugh Freeze, the man to talk to.
1: <laughs> fantasy. Oh, man. Guys, so we, we you guys want to start it in Dynasty since we have Bam here? Let's do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have Kyle here. So this is a special segment of our fantasy commissioner talk. Um how, as you all know, is in our all money in dynasty league. He is also in our all money in superflex league that is drafting next Wednesday. Yes. Um, we'll talk about that league soon. Um, I'm gonna start by talking about the Las Vegas Horned Ducks. That is my team. I don't know if you guys saw the news earlier, but it was official that Jonathan Taylor is now on the PUP list. So he will miss the first four games of the season. I'm not going to lie. When I saw this news, I kind of looked at my phone and I didn't throw it. But I just kind of like tossed it up in the air and then caught it because I then went back and thought about (laughs) um, the the trade offers that I had. And I'm thinking about it and I was like, man. Maybe I shouldn't have taken one of those offers, but I still think there's a lot of a lot of value there. I think when healthy, he's only he he only has three years in the league, so he still has a lot, a lot of good football left to play. I don't know if it's going to be in it's going to be in Indianapolis this year. Who knows about next year? I still think he's a really good player, so I hope hope he figures it out. But until then, Samaje P. Ryan, you are now RB two. Derek well, I just kidney. noticed you picked
2: up Zach Moss, so and
1: I did pick up. I picked up Zach Moss during uh, not too long ago because I needed some some sort of reassurance on um, some sort of reassurance on Jonathan Taylor. I'm not going to lie to you, my running back room is a little weak, but my wide receiver room, if it turns out to be something, I could have a lot of a lot of gems. Tyreek, uh, led by Tyreek, that's our veteran, but you know we got Romeo Dubs and George Pickens. Got a little yeah, Sky God. Moore in there, Michael Gallup, um, Paris Campbell, Van Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Rashid Shahid, Alan Lazard, guys that could are serviceable in a deeper league like we got. And I will also say that I think in this league, I may have the deepest tight end room. Oh, have yeah, you seen my tight end room? Talk to me, because I think one of your tight ends just got traded to the Eagles. He's not that good. No,
0: no, no. That's Albert o. I do not. I have, I have Greg. I always forget. Yeah, I, have I trade him to
1: you. You yeah. got Greg Dolchich.
0: Yeah, my tight end room: Dalton Kincaid, Mike Geseki, Dalton Schultz, Isaiah Likely, Darnell Washington. This tight end, not, you over here?
1: Nah, that's that's tight end who? That's <laughs> I. I didn't hear <laughs> one. <laughs> that's tight end who? A lot of a lot of guys. You're like, oh yeah, they're the they're the starting tight end, but that's all. They're just the starting tight end. You don't know if they're going gonna...
2: to. I got no depth. I got Hawkinson. I got Dawson Knox, and I might even cut Dawson Knox at some point.
1: Guys, let me tell you something mark andrews my starting tight end i also drafted sam laporta and luke musgrave who you, picked I bet you hold the you hell up now I how the hell are you,
0: you gonna sit here and say tight end who and you just named two rookies you, you made it sound like you had a murderer's row
2: man, I, do. My face. I mean to be oh, fair i'd ra- to be honest andy i'd rather have his tight end room than yours just because he has mark andrews right like it's
0: yeah that's it like outside of
2: my a is way
1: better than your a and you got a bunch of b's and c's but you didn't even
2: draft Laporta. like you you were smart and picked him up after the draft that was a keen addition by you mr commissioner
1: you saw that i did
2: i was thinking about it and i would have done it if i hadn't traded for hawk i didn't want to carry three tight ends on this roster it was already i shallow no, enough. No, i didn't feel I like dropping not. dawson
1: knox so i picked I like know. as soon as everyone got off of that draft i immediately picked up sam i was like nah I, I see the play here i don't know why y'all let him yeah fly. i remember the
2: draft finished and like i think you did it the next day so that night I, I thought about it I oh do i do this like i'm surprised he went through but then i ultimately said Nah, i, I want to just spend yeah. two roster spots on tight ends and like i did said I didn't and if, drop let me dawson tell you something yet.
1: I have I have a plan that if those two t- turn into the the T N t-, t-, t E ones on their team, there could be a point in pe- there could be a period where I'm running a three tight end lineup in, in, <laughs> in one of these weeks just to see, just to see. It's Like Darnell know,
2: Washington just got dropped.
1: Yeah, of co- I bet he did. Look at him. <laughs> uh, you drafted to him be too. Be
2: if if you have faith in enough of your front guys you that the the back end depth of tight end is probably unnecessary. So But you're the champ. I, so who who the hell are we to talk
1: about? I yeah, he yeah, I'm the commissioner who has who's looked at his roster. He ain't, he ain't scaring nobody.
2: I like my I That's
1: like what
0: my What you said last year?
2: That what you said last year. I had year. the worst team last year. I can't say anything. Hey man. My yeah, team
1: sorry. my team probably would have fared, fared better if Lamar if Lamar stays healthy and Jonathan Taylor stays healthy. There's a reason You're why a I was
2: early through the season. Yeah. yeah there was a
1: good, there's a reason why I was smoking early and then we just fizzled out. It's okay though, because this season is going to take a little bit more commission, a little bit more uh, managing. But once if I come back, if Jonathan Taylor comes back healthy, I have a deep team that I think I could plug and play. Listen, this could this, we could, we could make a run. That's all I'm saying. We just got to make it to the dance. We could make a run. How are you guys feeling about where your where your rosters are sitting currently, and where where you're thinking your ceiling could be for your team this season? If all obviously we all want to win a championship, but let's just say you don't. Where are you looking at success, and how you're judging it this year?
0: Playoffs. I, I got a lot of work to do. Still trying to figure out some things on my end, but we'll be all right.
2: Yeah, like I said, I was the worst team last year, and unfortunately, and, and because it's a, a, a bracket for the. First overall pick. I didn't even get the first overall pick as the worst teams. It's not like I got to add Bijan or anything. JSN. I don't know. It's going to necessarily help me too much this year, but hopefully the, the receivers I already had. Because uh, I know you spoke about it last year. Like, do you seem surprised at how awful my team was last year? Like, good players on on paper, but yeah, just
1: a very. Hard, hard you time a- getting
2: wins together. So I I think my points weren't great, but I I think uh, just again getting a guy like Hawkinson, I get at least a difference maker at tight end. Maybe that gives me an advantage against certain have that last year with Dawson Knox and Greg Dulcich, right? So I'm hoping that, like, that was, a. I looked at my team and that was, like, the weakest link on my roster I felt, so at least gives me a bit of an edge. Like, I've got a, a decent group of quarterbacks in a 1QB league, Lawrence, Tua, Richardson, Geno Smith, now it's all about just picking the matchups. Every week. And if I can do it successfully, that'll help. It might also not work, though, so it's uh, I, I, yeah, if I can make the playoffs, I would call that a success. Uh, I like in it. In the playoffs, anything can happen.
0: For me, I'm 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 relying on a lot of rookies. Like I, this was this is a a semi rebuild for me already. Okay. And I and I need and I need Mike Evans to keep up the thousand yard seasons, but I doubt it. Like this is, if he does, I'll be very impressed. But other than that, you know, we'll make do. We'll
2: be all right. Plus, I have Dion Jackson, who's my most rostered player in Dynasty right now. So okay. There's your actual JT handcuff. <laughs> D.
1: Love it love it um it's funny i look at my team and i think i look at where where how we played last year when healthy um and obviously we were a really good team i I, there's a point in time where i really thought this team had had a roster that could win it all obviously we kind of fizzled out now with jonathan taylor and the injury history and some of the moves i've made i think now i'm depending on a lot of receivers l- looking for a lot of young receivers to take a a a step forward obviously we just talked about my tight end room if they can take a step forward and then I got some flyers at the running back position that I drafted that I'm thinking maybe not this year maybe like towards the end of this year beginning of next year these guys Tajay Spears and Tank Bigsby, I think could be some players in this league particularly Tank Bigsby. um obviously you know it's behind ETN but I think I think. Tank kind of comes in and establishes himself in that offense. I think Doug Peterson would definitely find ways to get him more involved. And then Tajay Spears, he's my successor to Derrick Henry. Whenever they decide to make that move, um, I think when the Titans decide they want to make that move with Derrick Henry, I'm probably going to get aggressive in trying to trade him. um But curious to see, you know, I think success for this team, honestly. Second round in the playoffs. I think this team has enough talent and the the they're well coached enough to make a second round run. And then you know once it once you get to the second round, it's can you put the best team on out there to make make it to that championship game.
2: Um, in terms of rookies, I had uh, sorry, were you done? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was done. Um, I didn't add a ton of rookies to my team this year, but I felt I added three really key guys. So um, like I used again my. My natural second round pick, which would have been the 203, to get TJ Hawkinson. So I felt at that point, the players I was thinking about drafting anyway, I would have thought about drafting at 203 because I did make this trade before the draft. But I ended up getting Anthony Richardson at 210, which I thought was great value, and then Roshan Johnson at like I think 303. So I felt like, you know, I wanted to get one of the top two running backs. I wanted Bijan or Jameer Gibbs. They obviously were at one and two. And so sitting at that three spot again, my team was so bad I couldn't even make it to the finals of the bracket to get a, <laughs> not even a chance to play for the 101. Uh But yeah, getting Jackson Smith and Jigba I think is a good consolation prize. If you couldn't get either of the top two running backs, so at least give me a share of that talented rookie. I'm not expecting too much from him. I'm not putting him in a spot where I feel like I have to play him at all during his rookie season. But this is like a next year thing, as you know, guys like Mike Williams get older. Maybe I move on from him or T. Higgins. Drake London, which again I know Danny really wants him, but uh the truth is, for London, I'd want a young receiver back like a Devonte Smith, and I and I get why you wouldn't want to sacrifice like you like London, but not enough to give up Devonte Smith. For
0: London, which yeah, Devonte's Devonte is the cornerstone of this franchise, and Josh Allen. Sure.
2: No, for sure. So I get that, but yeah, that, that, that those are the types of assets I would look for for Drake London. But let's say I trade away a Mike Williams or a T Higgins at some point, I might need JSN to start. That I'm hoping to stretch it out to more towards next year and hope I can compete without him this year I mean if if he comes out and smashes and he helps me compete this year we'll see maybe I'll be the worst team again who knows
1: Bam I wanna I wanna know does a third round pick get me Alvin Kamara In a you can talk TV
2: league I would doubt that
1: you can talk to
0: Bam after I talk to Bam because I just sent Bam a trade proposal
1: for Alvin Kamara no okay let's shift over to our Superflex league i'm really curious to hear you guys' um thoughts as we head into our draft next wednesday so unlike our dynasty league this is at least for this year maybe next year this year for sure next year maybe this year for sure next year for sure we'll see it in year three uh, it's going to be redraft so kyle next wednesday you'll be drafting in uh at and Danny, you will be drafting at, I believe, one. Oh, he's seven or eight. Yeah, 108. I, of course, will be drafting at 112. 12. I am perfectly league.
2: in the middle of both of you. You're eight, one. you're 12. I'm a 10. And yeah. Kind of like on screen. For-
1: this is uh 12 team PPR Superflex League. Uh, Man, mm-hmm. I mean, wh- where are you guys thinking, Kyle? Drafting at eight, who do you see being there? and if if you do who do you see being there and wh- how do you think that will affect how you maybe? who do you see being there? that's just this
2: is uh, well and yeah being a 10 i kind of predict what the second round is going to be too so i've kind of i've already queued out like 15 or 16 players so i kind of have an idea of what i'm going to do in the first two rounds after that i'm just going to let the draft board fall as it does and i'll react to that as it happens but i think i can at least telegraph. Like okay among these 15 players i can pick from that and know that i'll be able to get two of the guys in this range so um knowing it's super flex usually tend to be aggressive on quarterbacks and i and i guess i'm confident enough there'll be enough quarterbacks here to say this but i'm at least taking one with those first two picks potentially Mm -hmm. both picks but yeah i'm not leaving the first two rounds without a quarterback that's for sure i at least want to get one of those top 12 top 15 guys so um which i think you know, in, at first when I got the picks, like got oh, 110 on ah, that gets me out of the range of like the elite quarterbacks Then I thought, okay, can I get an elite non quarterback potentially or mm-hmm. if the rest of you pick them, maybe a, a quarterback I really like ends up falling to 110. So I've got 10 guys marked down. Most of them are quarterbacks. but There's a couple that aren't. And, you know, I know I'm going to at least get one of those 10 players. So I know what like in my mind, what the worst case scenario is. And it's still a pretty good scenario, I think so.
1: Yeah. Danny, what about you?
0: I'm at eight and every mock draft I do, I, I either grab the last elite quarterback or that elite quarterback just misses me at one seven. So I'm just prepping for both like Kyle, like first two rounds got to get somebody I'm confident. If I don't get one of the top guys, I'm going to get the top guy in that second tier, which I'm okay with. Uh, so same with you, Kyle. can I ask yeah. you
1: who, who is the guy that, you know, like once he goes, that is the last top tier quarterback like who's I'm that guy
0: my draft strategy
1: well because well it's not not going to matter because we we know we know who the elites are Mahomes, burrow allen lamar hurts hurts and herbert, herbert. Thing,
2: are, I, that might be the line right there i was gonna say once you get past those top six that QB yeah. seven to QB fifteen might not have
1: much. Of a so, game. like once, so you're thinking basically, it sounds like, like Her- Her- for me, Herbert, Herbert's he, the line. Yeah, I'm yeah. with I'm Cal. So, Herbert once Knight. Herbert's gone, now you're looking at okay, well, the Daniel Jones and the Trevor Hold Lawrence's on. of those, the world.
2: I want to target those top six in every draft, whether it's super flex or redraft or su- super flex or single QB. Yeah, advantage in single QB is you don't have to spend a first round pick to get one of those top
1: six. That's so true. That.
2: The problem: The problem in super flex is if you're outside the top. Like even like Danny's not guaranteed to get one of them at eight, let yeah, alone like, you yeah. or I, Danny at 10 or 12, right? So that's just the disadvantage there. But like that, you know, essentially that's the range you want to attack a quarterback. I think Herbert yeah. and Burrow seem to be going at enough in one QB leagues, enough of a discount over Mahomes, Allen and Hurts that they might come, even if they don't replicate those top three production, they'll come close enough that the value you're getting in the draft makes it worth it. So.
0: And for me, good. it's, if quarterbacks go one through seven, that means Jetta, Chase. Mm-hmm. Like they're like like Kyle. so there are some very elite non-quarterbacks. And then on the on the cause at eight, if it's 12, I'm coming right back. Like like you said, Kyle, like one of those guys, like Trevor Daniel, like one of those guys will be there. And then you all right. Oh no, I got Jeddah and Trevor Lawrence. What a terrible spot to be in.
1: Listen, I'm picking at 12. The way I look at it, when I got my draft order, I knew Mahomes, the, the 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 top tier ones were out of the window. So I immediately fixed my mind on, all right, we have tier two, and then take off maybe one or two of the elite non-quarterbacks that will probably be gone in this range. And that's who I'm working with at 12 and 13. Yeah, And every mock draft that I've done, I've been in a – peculiar situation where a couple a couple names keep being on the board and i keep taking them because i look at the value and and those two and then i look at some of the other like look at the other other fields in terms of positions and i'm like i think there's value here with these with this stack right here and finding this stack that potentially tried to force the issue elsewhere and i think at 12 and 13, and then when it comes around for the third and fourth round, I'm just going to have to really game plan to take best player available that kind of makes sense. But those first two, I'm just banking on if they're there, I want to get that stack, secure that stack, and build the team from there.
2: you talking the same stack I drafted in the Dynasty League last year?
1: Um, I think – who who was that? Because you might have drafted – you might have traded them. Uh, yeah, because well, no, I
2: st- so CD Lamb was my first pick in the dynasty
1: league. I still <laughs> have oh, CD and Dak. Yeah. Listen, uh, I mean, I I did do one, I did do like two mocks that had me taking uh, Dak and then CD. Would would it would you know? I'm I'm not against it. I'm not I'm not against it. I think about the Cowboys' offense. I'm curious to see how they're playing in this in this new system now that Kellen Moore's gone. But I wasn't upset about it. Would you
2: consider going two QBs at all? Hammering the, the position there and worrying about everything else after.
1: Who says that wasn't the stack I was originally talking Okay,
2: about? yeah. I was I'm wondering. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Talking in it, code.
2: Well, to be fair, like thinking from D's perspective, like I kind of know the non-quarterbacks I'd be willing to take, and there's a chance they're all gone by the time D's there. So yeah, yeah, I, in that position, I probably would entertain strongly the idea of just going to QBs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will I will say though, some crazy shit happened in like a if some crazy should happen in like a Jamar Chase is there at 12, which I don't think either one of you two will let happen, but if Jamar Chase is there at, at 12. I don't My mind, my mind can't fathom that, but I'm taking him and then I, I'm going to figure it out from there.
2: I could see myself letting Jamar Chase fell If someone else
1: that's even crazier falls, like it's a domino. Like, right? my, okay. my first and yeah, second round takes sure. it very dependent on what <laughs> falls to me. And I think for something that you two both should know as the commissioner of this league, I know I individually know all the people in this in this league. I don't know if all the individuals know each other in this league, but I know enough about the people in this league to know that there are people where I'm like, they're going to come in with a good draft strategy. and I know there's other people that are just going to come in with a, with a bat in hell type of draft strategy and think they know some ball. And they're going to fuck up a lot. Like in our Dynasty League, when Justin Herbert went, went 101 overall, and the collective, I heard it. Everyone was just like, oh, Oh, the whole chat was just like, "Oh,
0: yeah, that was very easy for me." Because Josh, I yeah. thought I didn't think Josh was going to fall.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I anticipate something like that happening
2: again. Like it's it's funny because everyone I know personally know that's in this draft is all in the back half. Yeah. My buddy, Patrick's at one hundred and seven. Danny's at one oh wait, I'm at one ten. Gladys is at one eleven. D's at one twelve. Like at, like in the front. Gladys, half, I'm I'm i do not taking my picks either. i will be taking
1: my picks either, Gladys. What? Dog, I had a
0: draft last night and just every round I kept getting sniped. Like the person in front of me was just like, oh, thank you. Like, ah, tough. Well, shout out to
1: Jeff
2: Lambert because he organized another zombie league this year. And yeah, that that Shane Barrett and Jamie both like they were, I think Shane was next to me. And I think Jamie was two picks away from me. So it's like every round or every other round, essentially one would snipe me or the other. Like, okay, coming this way, Shane would snipe me. And then coming back, Jamie would snipe me. It's like, oh, oh, I got no.
1: I got a redraft league. I'm picking uh um fifth in, in a week. I'm picking fifth, and I anticipate a lot of sniping one QB, one QB ten team league, PPR.
2: Fifth is nice because I think there's five guys that I would absolutely really want, and then you're you're guaranteed to get one of those five.
1: Yeah. So, Who are those we five? Be...
2: Well, I think there's two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end. Yeah.
1: I so, assume it was, it, well, even, I guess, you know, half well, KPR KPR doesn't really matter the two KPR running backs KPR. are
2: pass catchers anyway.
1: Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. Every mock I've done for this particular league, I'm taking Travis Kelsey every time. And I'd like, don't even question it. Like, for sure. don't just, just taking them. They're, they're and is, if, they, if they're smart, because last year I stacked <laughs> Mahomes and Kelsey and rode that all the way to the championship game. If this yeah. league is smart, they wouldn't let me do it again. But that is my game plan. That is my, is, is
2: it full PPR or half PPR
1: full PPR?
2: Cause it, I think in half PPR there's, we talked about like, you know, Jefferson setting records. The one record that would shock me that Je- if Jefferson set would be the touchdown record. I think he's more likely to set the yards record or the reception record, but Jefferson catching 24 touchdowns would surprise me. Like even, even chase doing it would surprise me, but I could, I could see the scenario where that chase makes that happen. Cause he's just so special. Listen, I don't man, it, takes a
1: few, it takes a few three touchdown games against the bears a
2: <laughs> yeah those those will happen that's
1: true yeah, three touchdown games versus the bears a couple two touchdown games he'll be right all, there.
2: all to say in a half ppr where you're going to put more emphasis on touchdowns chase over jefferson or even a kelsey over jefferson could make sense for that but in a full mm-hmm. ppr you'd probably push up jefferson just for the sheer number of catches he's
1: probably yep. going to make this year yep and so at five, I'm feeling confident in taking Travis Kelsey. Now, let me ask you guys this: in this same league, if I take Travis Kelsey, round one, pick 105, am I crazy on that second round pick? Just securing, securing the the stack and just. Or drafting to magic if you're gonna...
0: I'm going to tell you right now, Mahomes not going to be there. Someone,
1: someone's going to take him. Before... I think he is going to be there
0: and team, ten,
1: ten, ten team listen, as well, right? Like there's that's the Listen, team. last year I got my. This is the same league. Yeah. Last year I got my homes beginning of the third round. Oh wow! Could you, well, that's my next question? Do you think you could
2: push it to the third round? Grab someone else in the second and push.
1: I I think after when I tell you guys, I ran through this league up until the championship game. Like I would, I was the team to beat, and every week everyone was very mad at me because they had to play Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I d- I think they're going to try to not make that happen, but that would also mean that you would pass up on talented people. And that's why I would I would yeah. I would rather get Travis <laughs> then get Patrick Mahomes and then figure out my other skill position players because yeah. I know from there I'm just drafting depth.
2: And if you're yeah, so picking at the five, you'd be like, I guess eight yeah, picks it, away yeah. from your next pick. So you could telegraph from there, okay, who are the eight players that I'd be willing to take as either my wide receiver one or my R B two. And if like Got yeah. a list of eight from that point you're comfortable with, and yeah, go with Mahomes. I could, I could feel like coach. that list runs dry. Maybe just take from that and hope Mahomes gets back to you. I could, if can, that list is running dry at that point, maybe because people are hammering those positions so much.
1: I could see it being in an ideal world, I could see it being my draft being uh, Kelsey, Mahomes, Aaron Jones, and then. Maybe like a T. Higgins if he's there. I don't know if he'll be. Jones there, is but.
2: getting. Is, I, I find I've done a few drafts and I've taken him in, in almost every draft. I don't get it.
1: I don't get it. Like, do they every year? People sleep on Aaron Jones, and every year he is near the top in like just total. Yeah,
2: every year, everyone's expecting AJ Dillon to do better than him, and every year yeah. those people are as disappointed as Lions fans. Very disappointed.
0: I know we're getting close. Time. Can I read you guys the team I drafted last night? Yahoo gave me a C for this, and I don't know why.
2: Yeah, they don't know their grades, so it Come probably on. means you win the league. But yeah, go ahead.
0: So it's a twelve-team PPR league. Dak, Tariq Hill, DK, uh, Keenan Allen, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, TJ Hawkinson, and Antonio Gibson. Uh, those are those are my starters.
2: It's not bad.
1: Yeah, What's, I think I might what... like a.
2: You know, I'm a little hesitant on on Javante or Gibson as your RB two, but like, yeah, th- to me, th- just based on your like receivers that you named, you probably don't want to have too much depth at receivers. Like you're 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 starting most of those studs anyway. Like you're very rarely ever gonna start
1: take them out. Yeah, you're you're, yeah, you're just gonna about. load your
2: bench full of depth running backs, and you can like plug and play your RB two and RB three every week if you've got like a wide group to to take from. That's what I would think of in terms of that's ideal smart. strategy. But like you name those receivers, Tyreek, Keenan Allen. There was another name in there too. Uh,
1: it was like
2: DK. DK, DK, F- like yeah, that's receivers
1: awesome. too. So their volume is very yeah.
2: very high. Plug and play those three, and then if I you, think
1: I'm gonna win this league.
2: That's how I'm feeling if, about our is a difference maybe. maker a tight end too. So yeah, you've got, yeah, really like the, the one weakness on your team seems like it could be, I mean, you know, in a, I guess 12 team league Dak might finish his QB 12, right? Like almost everyone else might have a better starter, but he'll be close enough that that won't be a huge difference. Yeah. But yeah, it's really just that RB two. If Javante slow to come back from injury, if Brian Robinson takes a lot of pass catching work and Gibson is really just reduced to a clear backup, like those would be the the things where it could go wrong for you. But even then, you just got to find a way to and you got if 17 weeks to fill an RB2 that you can just like pick up off the waiver if you can you can get four solid receivers every week and you never have to flex a running back that would make up for the risk of it uh, but if Javante comes back healthy and he's smashing right away catching a ton of passes if Gibson and B, and Brian Robinson are clear 50-50 options and you can pick the matchups with Gibson like that could still work really well too so yeah I, I do like your team
1: not bad my brother you drafted well too bad you, you're you not going to be drafting that well in the week.
0: Listen, I just got to find another sucker to trade with.
1: Listen, I want you to know when I tell you I that, that league and this other league where I was just talking to you guys about my draft strategy, those are the two leagues I want to win the most. Like I am going to put extra emphasis into studying this league to make sure I win it because I want to talk so much shit, so much shit. Our super flex league, I think is going to be the most fun league just because I'm very curious to see how people... Build their their rosters. Our dynasty league—that's just a long. That's just my long play. I'm I'm going to feel very accomplished when, if and when I ever win that league. um But I can
0: tell you what it feels like to win that league when, if you ever want to know.
1: Mm, yeah, too bad you won't. Listen, everyone's got that Cinderella story, but yeah. this our my our all money in uh, redraft league and my college league. I want to win like bad and, and and both of these leagues this is the this is and this is the last thing i'm gonna say before we get out of here in both of these two leagues that i want to win bad i've had a sustained history of success like like i've been six i have won a lot of games yeah. in this leagues i just get to the playoffs second round every year or i make it to the championship game and just can't win it i'm the packers you're uh, the cowboys but like like last year I had Mahomes and Kelsey. I had Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Jalen Waddle, Damian, Damian Pierce. Like, this was a good team. Made it to the championship game, lost by like six points. No, I had Patrick Mahomes, Juju, Travis Kelsey, Jalen Waddle, Damian Pierce. Like, this was Harrison Butker. I was all in on the Chiefs offense, and I was just smoking people left and right. Got to the championship game, lost by like six points because uh i didn't i forgot who i didn't start or juju juju dropped the pass that probably would have won me the league it's it's whatever all all is that to say in both of these leagues everyone should be afraid because vince mcmahon is coming oh no and that is me danny kyle let the people know where they can find you
0: kyle you are a guest so you go first
1: well uh yeah so my name is kyle senra you
2: can follow me on twitter or x or whatever it's called which is that is the official name of the app, by the way. I know that was Jeff Lambert. Never,
0: tweet. never calling it X. Never.
2: It's Twitter or X or whatever it's called. It's a seven. It's now a seven title, a seven word title for the name of the app. But anyway, I'm there at Senra says. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Gladys and Dan and myself, we co-host the Monday night pregame show. It'll be on most Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Going for Two Live Network right here uh there's a couple of like week two week three there's double header games and those start at seven so we, i don't know we haven't decided what to do and traditionally in the past we've just started an hour earlier at 6 p.m instead uh but yeah super fun we'll sometimes have dr james freddy on who was a regular co-host of ours last year talking injury updates when he's on injury analysis predicting when players should be returned to form in terms of comfortability starting them and so he gives a lot of good time frames for that a lot of reading the tea leaves when it comes to coach speak. He seems to be able to.
1: When is Jonathan Taylor all? going to be clear to play? Well, Let's think, play I think that him. goes beyond injury.
2: Like Doc won't have an answer on that because he can only say with the ankle injury, you know, like, so, you know, he's on the pop list. So he's ineligible to play for the first four weeks. So I think injury wise, I think the expectation is he comes back week five, but is there drama with the team that makes it till he doesn't come back? That's I think even maybe more the worry than the actual injury at this point. That's true. Man. Luckily, I have Beyond Jackson so much in so many leagues. But anyway, so yeah. Uh, Monday night, every Monday. Uh, I also do some work with full press coverage. I write articles. That's where my weekly rankings can be found. Although you can also find my rankings as part of the consensus, both the, well, actually, all three Dynasty rankings. uh, Up to this point, we're still doing our redraft draft rankings as well so that's available on on the going for two website i'm part of that consensus and then the weekly rankings will be out on the website as well once week one so i've got to work on those week one rankings but yeah i uh, i also individually publish them on the full press coverage website fullpresscoverage.com in season i write an article called the goal line guide which is i talk about my touchdown prediction predictions like season long predictions i also do like weekly predictions based on i get a lot of data that the reason I do this myself is because I, I wanted this information and no one else does it. So I've done it myself. I go through every game log. I'll shout out the ESPN website because you go to their games, they give a play-by-play breakout of every game, uh, every NFL game every week. And so I go through that and I look at every play from inside the five to feed my goal line guide uh, data. I want to see which teams are scoring inside the five and like how effective they are at doing so. But I'm also looking at defensive teams, which teams are allowing touchdowns inside try and cross reference that to matchups every week how does this team's goal line offense fare against this team's goal line defense on the ground and then the same thing for through the air and like try and figure out where where these touchdowns will come from and which players are likely to be the recipients of these touchdowns I look for team situations and think okay this team situation is screaming to me which players should i elevate in my weekly rankings this week because they have higher chance to score touchdowns it's sort of how I try to, that's my flavor I add to weekly rankings in the fantasy community. Uh, one last thing I want to shout out, I am wearing the Yama Yama shirt. So I'm a part of the Yama Yama Sound, we're a, a musical band. Uh-huh. Um, this is a Yama Yama Sound, Yama Yama Studios, Yama Yama everything is uh, the from the brain of Patrick Pilla, who is uh, Nigerian. He's born uh, in a, a village close to Abuja, which is the capital of Nigeria. Uh, he, uh, immigrated to Canada to study architecture, so he has graduated from uh, here in Sudbury, the school in uh, Laurentian University in the architecture program. And that's actually how he and I met. Uh, so we've been—he's uh, been making music even before he met me. He's a, a incredible singer, good keyboard player as well, uh, incredible producer, Gr- very strong rhythmically, and just a great sense for the technical aspects of how to produce, but the sound of how to produce as well. Uh, he's such a phenomenal musician. He's got albums out. Uh, I've played on one of the albums. I recorded the Yamiyama Experience. I recorded some guitar tracks for a few of the songs on that album. Okay, now. And, then, and as part of the Yamiyama sound, we part of what we do is we will do a couple cover songs, but we try to bring Patrick's songs to life. And so we have a. band. we've done a few shows uh, throughout the summer uh, this year, playing different festivals around Sudbury. I know I've shared uh, his music with you. I did suggest uh, Sadugade <laughs> as a, as a track. Uh, I off of uh his most recent uh album because he's uh patrick has released a few singles since then under the name mm-hmm. pa the second and so if anyone who wants to check him out uh social media is usually it's uh pa underscore ii which is his way of of writing pa the uh, second patrick pilla jr that was his father's uh, name so okay. that's, that's where pa the second comes from so he writes it pa.ii roman numerals uh, for ii which is the second so uh, that's where that comes from so yeah usually uh social media pa underscore ii pa underscore ii official that's where to look for uh on twitter on instagram to get uh yeah he will share clips he'll share songs do he'll do studio uh i mean he's got a, okay, there's a youtube channel as well so you can uh, studio tutorials behind the scenes recording different songs music videos tracks themselves so yeah pa is fantastic i'm super happy that i got to meet him and get to experience this make music
1: play live with him it's it's super great that's fly Kyle shout out to you shout out to you shout out to the whole music collective music group that's what's up man that's what's up Danny
0: find me on that app Danny Ocean 41 I'm not as cool as Kyle so that's speak on the the underscore pod Twitter Instagram TikTok send us your email speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com
1: hey y'all know where to find the bro with the fro losty mix on Instagram Twitter YouTube, uh, Twitch. Um, Hey, my DJ debut is coming. I actually, listen, yesterday it was, it's funny. Most of the time when I'm at home and I'm practicing, I usually just practice mixing with uh, hip hop and R&B. But yesterday, the class I took, we were using nothing but house music. I never realized how much, like, the thing is house music is so much easier to to mix and like DJ with hip hop and R&B, bro. there's just so much going on, but yesterday I kind of shocked myself with like how much, how quickly I kind of already knew what I was doing. So it's just
2: nice, dude. Yeah, you've been, clearly, you've been putting in the work. So yeah, yeah. like
1: I was. He he could tell. T- one, I think the one good thing, the one most important thing I learned yesterday, he kept emphasizing with me that I I don't need to spend so much time like trying to feel what I'm doing. Just kind of look up and feel the music in you, and it's just so much easier to mix. And as soon as I kind of like. Kind of got into it, kind of feeling the music a little bit better. I was cranking. Listen, I might, I might have to spend some more house music into a few of my sets. I'm, I, I like, I like the vibes. We are waiting for it. Listen, it's coming, it's coming. Listen, people, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us. So make sure you speak on it. We, on behalf of myself and Danny, want to send a huge thank you to our guy Kyle for pulling up and hanging with yes. us. It's been, it's, it's always a blessing anytime you show up here um and we are excited for this nfl season excited for next week we in um and a few dynasty leagues with you both um make sure you guys follow the pod speak on underscore pod make sure you send us your qu- uh, some questions speak on at pod 14 at gmail.com kyle danny any last words before we are out of here uh
0: we're all for two weeks so we'll we are all for the next two weeks
1: yeah we'll be yeah we'll be back to week, uh, half, week one essentially yeah we're, we'll be out week one and week two so when we come back we'll be prepping for week three. Oh yeah no two we'll full, be right
2: yeah two full weeks yeah or your next show is two weeks from today
1: yes so it
0: will be no 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 next week's week one yeah it'll be week three
2: okay so two full weeks off okay well i'll be, be sad be. i i love i love tuesday nights watching you guys actually kind of happy that the fantasy cheat sheet wasn't on tonight because we went <laughs> almost. Oh yeah, two hours have,
0: they, they would have kicked us off. Um,
1: yeah, us I,
2: I, and I know you guys didn't necessarily plan it. I'm not sure why the pack. I guess I actually know why the Packers division was the last one to go. But uh, my favorite number is 14. So the fact you guys invited me on to episode 114.
0: My favorite number is 14. Oh, I awesome.
2: was right. hey, I was born on 24. May 14th, Kyle. What's up? We was meant to be boys. All oh, right, man. there we go. This episode what? is meant to happen. So I'm. I'm forever grateful for both of you. You have put on such a phenomenal show. I'm so happy that you 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 think uh, I'm entertaining enough to to join you. Uh, this is Anytime, my brother.
1: People, make sure you speak on it. Peace.